Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the D Hoop University podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D Hoopster. And number 34, who comes to mind? Diesel. Shaq himself from the Los Angeles Lakers because he wore a couple numbers. Shout out to the big shamrock. <laughs> and in honor of Shaq, we have a diesel-sized podcast coming up for you guys, and I got a couple of things to get straight off the top. You can now expect new episodes of DHU every Tuesday and Friday. That falls in line with a schedule of daily shows that are released by podcasts under the Talk That Talk media company umbrella. So make sure you're following the brand. The team has you covered. We're talking F1, betting, basketball, baseball, soccer, you name it, essentially, we're on it, especially if it's in Las Vegas. The other note for the pod is that we got me, Shiv, and Omar, folks, talking utopia and the music landscape in general. Then we're going to get into football. Then we're getting into slam ball, everywhere in between. And then we go all the way across the coast, folks, D-Hoop University, planting his flag on the East Coast because we got my boy Kendall my frat brother, one of my best friends that I met in Las Vegas, and me and him just really caught up, man. We talked some Greek life, we have some real conversation, and we just kicked it on a Sunday morning. That's what that was. You're going to enjoy it as well. Last sidebar that will set up this Travis Scott talk is a story. Imagine this. You go to Bailey University, it's 2017, and for Dia Oso, which is essentially a second homecoming that Baylor celebrates, Artist Travis Scott, who's also a Texas native, decides, hey, let me do a pop-up show for you guys. And guess what? We had a pop-up Travis Scott concert in 2017 at a water park in Waco, Texas, for about 1,000, 2,000 Bailey University students. And at the end of that concert, Travis Scott pointed at my best friend Andrew, and he was wearing a Goosebumps t-shirt, and was like, I like your shirt. Shout out to Travis. That's where some of this phantom was born. And uh, we're excited to get into this new album, which has mixed reviews, to say the least. So without further ado, Big Jace on the beat. Let's talk some music, basketball, football, slam ball, Greek life. Let's get right to it, folks. party review we were starting it off with utopia because it's been five years since this man travis scott has released the album and uh boy did he drop an album but first off we got shiv here and we got omar here new new threes new threes we running tonight watch out <laughs> what's up fellas what's going down Warren what's up d what's up shiv how we doing today man you already know we, we starting off with shout outs. I'll uh Shiv Shiv who are we shouting out today? Definitely shouting out Travis. One hundred percent. Just just through it just through and through. I'm gonna just shout we I shouted it, I shouted him out before he dropped on I think it was episode thirty or twenty nine. Um I don't know someone find it for me but we're shouting out Trav he delivered 
and it was it was a great listen. I'm looking forward to diving into it. Wait, and shout what, out, shout out Westside too. Shout out Westside Gun. <laughs> Definitely shout out Westside Gun on that tape. Yeah. Definitely shout out Westside Gun. The man that can get you thirty for the stove. <laughs> <laughs> At any do point get, in time. <laughs> do, do I get shout outs? Can I make yes, a quick sir. shout out? Yes, sir. Man, you I want to shout out. I want to shout out Egypt for not letting Travis perform that garbage at the pyramid. <laughs> shout out to Egypt, man. We don't don't, don't disrespect an historic monument like that. Dude, okay. I was ready. I feel like that would have been something else. I feel like <laughs> that would have been something else. I, I can't I, that visual is is so made up. That I just got to see it to believe it, but I think we will because he even tweeted that they was gonna make it happen. But we'll see, man. We'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to Egypt. I was gonna I'll... give a shout out to uh Slam Ball because hello, spent some time over there this weekend, and uh, that'll just be a tease. We're gonna wrap around and talk some Slam Ball before we wrap this up, too. And yeah, that was uh, that was a great night. I'll say, man, the homie was playing. We got, you know, tickets upgraded. Shout out to the staff. We, you know, brought got my niece and nephew in there, my brother in there. They was in the mosh pit. It was a great <laughs> time. The article is up. Go ahead and check the article. I'll talk that talk. And yeah, no, we'll talk some more about slam ball because I had some I I I was left with with many takeaways and and a heavy impression. So we'll we'll talk we'll with some of that. But uh, if we if we must if we must begin, man, let, let's begin. And to preface, O's throwing O's throwing dirt on Utopia, but he hasn't listened. I haven't. I'm sorry, guys. I haven't listened. I'm just going off <laughs> of what they. I have air quotes up what they are saying, but I haven't listened to Utopia. But I know good music. Please yeah. continue, D. Yeah, uh, man. It, it's your first of all. You're welcome. You're still welcome <laughs> in the classroom, and we invite all all opinions. As we establish, this is a safe space. It is. It is. It's always a safe space. <laughs> but for real, it's dope because uh, I think still, because you will represent a side of the crowd that's still, you know, there's like apathy when it comes to Travis, or it's just like, all right, hmm, Travis, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna act crazy because it's Travis, but I, I'm, I'm gonna check it out. And it's just, just got to happen on my time. We all busy. Shoot. Right. New That's new right. music is is earned. A, a good listen is earned. <laughs> and then you got Shiv, who who played it at 9 10.01 <laughs> Central Time. 10.01. Hey. But it worked for him. He was off work. You feel me? I'm, I'm yeah. vibing. I was, the rest I was available. I had the time. Houston is a, is a drive away from Austin, so I was ready to pull up for a pop up show if necessary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I was I was looking forward to it though, and I've been looking forward to it since he dropped the Escape Plan Mafia little two pack, and I remember listening to Mafia and I was like, no, this is like super different. Like when you think of a featuring J Cole song, you don't think he gets thirty seconds on the outro. And it's just like four bars on the outro, but it turns out to be something really, really good. Um, and so I was, you know, obviously things happened in the middle that delayed the album release. And uh, I'm, I'm, I definitely am interested to see what the vibe would have been like if he followed up Utopia with that or what single gets released instead of K-pop, maybe. Um, but no, overall, like yeah. I was I was looking forward to it. I'm a fan of Travis for sure. Yeah. 
No, man, I think, um, so yeah, I, I'm in the, I'm in the getting to know you stage still for sure, but I'm taking this slow. I'm taking this one slow and steady because it, it might be a big one. Um, but I will tell you that like, as I made it through my first listen, I was like, wow, it, it's just time and time again, you're kind of like, because Travis does this, I, like I said, that, that, uh, that Astro World first listen did a whole lot that I will like always really remember. And this one, uh, you just keep making it through and you're like, all right, who's on what song you, you want, you want to hear the, feel those moments where you're like, hold on. Like, I know, like I heard the Cardi, what? Like, and I'm like, all right, Hey, hold on. <laughs> you hear Drake, like, what you mean? Like, what's wrong with Utopia? Why can't this be Utopia? And you're like, uh-oh. Then you're like, all right, now I know damn well that's not Beyonce. And you're like, all right, we got Beyonce. <laughs> and then you got the future slapper, the 21 slappers. And then four minutes into your song, into a song, you're like, oh, shit, SZA. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, that's the that's the 30-second trailer of the album with, with no track really? list and no features. Right. That's the... That's the cliff notes. I was, I was looking at the I was looking at the album, looking at the track list, looking at the features. Um it looks interesting, I will say the least. But my thing is I'm a contrarian, man. So we get on artists like French Montana because he can't make a song by himself. Is it time to get on Travis to make a single by himself? Or is he gonna keep relying on features? Just asking a question. Yeah. That's an interesting. That's an interesting. That's an interesting question. I do you want to take a stab at it first, or you want me to just kind of go off the top? Well, you, you well you can't. I'll say this, and now I want you to really cook uh, on chip. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the uh, the the keynote microphone, and you you can you can step up to the front of the class, and and we'll let you we'll <laughs> let you go off. Um, but you can say that, but you can't say that about what he Travis does on albums because, bro, there's not a wasted five seconds on a song like if it's not uh like a, a wavy ride or leading up to a transition or like intentional beat drop just for his verse like it's just so much it's just such a party and it's like it feels it feels organized it's crazy as it'll look and sound and like all the different voices but when he drops a statement and I gotta get you know what I mean I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tap in with probably a lot of people that want to tap in and be on this. So let let me let let me get you in the game somehow. But the quality of the the, the tracks are definitely like you know what I mean you can't you can't hate. But nah, shit, floor is yours. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say like um, the question's actually a good question because I thought the same thing too. It's like I feel like every good Travis Scott song is Travis Scott plus someone, but it's kind of one of those weird things where, and I'm trying to think of like a basketball sort of analogy to it. It's kind of like you, like the song is so good because of what Travis does vocally or what he does production wise or ad libs or what he like brings out of other artists, kind of like Kanye almost. It's like Kanye has some hit singles where it's just himself too. Right. But at the same time, it's like Kanye with other artists, it just creates like something that's just so out of left field. So I don't know. I don't, he, it's not like he doesn't have songs by himself on albums that I don't enjoy. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. He's he's not an ISO score necessarily. He's, uh, 
you know what I mean? Like, I like he's, that one. He's, he's he's not mellow in the phone booth, like just rising up over a tight space. Like he he's he's like you know he's moving the ball a little bit. We might he get plays, he plays the game the right way. Yeah, he plays yeah. the game the right way. Jalen Brunson, might I say, kind of working off the pick and roll a little bit, getting to his spots. No, nah, but also the uh the they they there really are extended moments on this because like I said, bro, over four thirty minute over four minute thirty second song, like you might get a verse that goes sixty seconds that don't start until like the third minute. Yeah. And it's like then he hits then he's like dropping like the more serious ball. Like then you're just feeling you're seeing Travis Cook. You know yeah. what I mean? And he he we he 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 puts together a, a nice couple, you know, sessions on there, and it's oh, man, nah, dude. It's so the the big one. I didn't say his name first. His name wasn't on the notes. This feels like he's entering the beginning of a kind of like a, a prime Kanye run. It's like all right, no, Travis is no longer just like this to hip hop. Travis yeah. is like worldwide Travis, and like his bro. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the project the numbers. This did, this did five, this did five hundred or something. But they have bundles. I think right. they have bundles. I don't want to be a hater. I mean, everybody, everybody ain't got. Hey, Jay Z bundled the hell out of Magna Carta, and like you know what I mean. So they want to fall. I will yeah. say this: that's cheating. Oh, well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not sure but, how much you listen to Travis or what. I, I'd love to hear like more of like what you thought your favorite like Travis was from what you've listened, like what kind of era, just because. A lot of people that I talk to widely regard like Astro World as his best album. And in a weird way, I feel like once you listen to this album, you can't help but think like this is just like a way more refined and like intentional version of that album. It's like a culmination of all his previous works. And, and it, it really feels like an album that a Rodeo would be proud of, that like Rodeo grew up to be. Agreed, dude. Or like even things like Guidance off Birds in the Trap. Like I feel like Guidance really I initially really gravitated towards Guidance when that yeah. when that album came out. I was a huge fan of that song. I don't remember what public perception of it was. I think people grew on to it much later. But yeah, yeah no, it, it's like the magnum opus of Travis Scott. There's like No man, I'll I'll keep going too because I feel like I haven't even said what I actually liked about it so far into this, but nah, bro, it it's I mentioned Kanye because this man, there's mad songs that once you're listening to him, when you're hearing it for a second and third time, you're like, damn, this does dump like Yeezus dumped. Yeah. And there there's Yeezus vibes, which you don't have to like Kanye. I'm just saying, like, there's um the sounds are I told Shiv this when I wasn't even done listening to it. I was like, dude, this is uh this is an international little journey I'm on. Like Egypt to me and performing there, like kind of like hinted at. Uh, yo, like I am tapping in with energy from like all over the world because there's that there's not only is the song named K-pop, but there's like a little reggaeton. There's Bad Bunny. You feel me? Um, there's other there's multiple international like you can just tell just flavors in it. And it's because Tra yo, Travis is brand Yo, he had bars and then Travis has mad bars in there, but he said, I I'm a human. I am Pinterest. <laughs> he yeah. was like, I'm so, a human so Pinterest board. You actually like... brought up you brought up an interesting thing. You said Travis really raps on this, right? And I follow this account on Twitter. It's called Hip Hop by the Numbers. I send you their tweets on occasion. Yeah, shout out. Travis rapped on according to whatever calculations these guys ran. This could yeah, be I saw some numbers. They figured this out. This is I'm just reading off the tweet. Don't shoot the messenger, but he rapped on sixty three point two percent of that album, 
compared to the rest of his discography, Easily he rapped. Most. On, so he rapped a hundred percent on rodeo. He rapped ninety two point. Oh, this means rap like rap versus melody and singing yes, and stuff. Yes, okay, all right, yes. all right, all right. And so he rapped 92.3% on Al Faro, 63.2% on Utopia, and 294 on Astro. That's what Pretty I'm saying. Crazy. This was like and origin Travis. Astro felt like he was per, like getting better as a rapper. Like when you get to songs like Houston Fornication and stuff, like so it's like, I don't know, like it's crazy. He really yeah. did rap on this, but when you listen to he it, did, bro. He had a lot to say on it, is what is what is what it's giving off. It's like yeah. he, he definitely you know, was ready to lay, lay like lay a bunch of bars down on a bunch of topics, but also get his like musical creativity and all that off. And everybody gassed it, bro. I'm telling you, twenty one had had bars. He said something like, "Thug, you know, shout out to Slime. He's sitting up right now. I bet he coming home like pop." Like yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's a hard. That, that's a that's a good one." Twenty one came back on the outro, did his thing. You, tra Travis and twenty one literally don't miss. Drake also Travis and Young Thug don't miss. They've never made a bad song. They yeah. haven't. I would agree. Like they haven't made a bad song ever. I would agree. What 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 brings you guys to listen to music? Uh, like to me, I feel like we're in the era that it's a lot of microwavable music. We get it fast. We get it, a lot of it, but it ain't good. And you know, you digest it once, and then you poop it out, and you're not trying to listen to it and consume it again. Um. So my thing is, what draws you guys to the music? Because for myself, what really draws me into music is I like the character that I'm listening to. I want to kind of believe the character. I want to go on a trip, like you guys say. Um, and I pay attention to rollouts. Like, rollouts are kind of important to me. Um, when I'm looking at Travis's rollout, to me, like, okay, I'm seeing The weekend with the Utopia briefcase. Um, there was really no, there was almost no rollout, but yeah, it was the briefcase. You, you seen him, you seen him walking around with the yeah. briefcase with yeah. a briefcase. That's yeah. kind of lame, bro. You go a little <laughs> harder than that. And I don't know, maybe I'm, right. maybe I'm different. Um, yeah. maybe I'm, I'm a crit. I am a critic, bro. I, I criticize and I critique everything just because I'm somebody that's trying to find the best of everything. So yeah. nonetheless, that kind of was kind of lame to me, and that didn't get me excited for the album. And the K-pop single, like, okay. I didn't play it before the album dropped. I didn't play it. Do you I, think I, I was it was cool. the best song on the album? Shit, oh, I mean. Easily no. Heck no. Heavens no. But I think, I think when you play it yeah. in, in, like, the album order that it's presented, it comes at a really cool time. Yeah. And okay. It no, it's a, it's a footnote on the album. It, it's yeah, just a it little is piece. definitely a, a footnote piece. on the album, though, for sure. Um. I like that you brought that question up because I do want to, you know, get open this up a little bit on music because, like you said, for Exhibit A, Uzi's album, ain't touched it. No, ain't man. touched it either, D. Tried, tried. I was getting through it. Don't even want to. Ain't been back to it. What, like for me, what what gets me to listen is, I want to feel. I want to hear what's gonna make me feel like what I need to feel like right now. And most of the time that ends up also for one podcast pods have taken over the share, like 70, 30, like I'm a pod listener for sure. Hella. Or like, you know what I mean? So the 30 that I'm listening to music, I usually wanted to thump and it's, you know, it's the hits. It's when I'm playing on the way to, uh, on the way to what to call it, what on the way to work. And that keeps me going back to the classics, to the favorites. You know what I mean? Like, right, I, right. If, I got to, so to get added to that mix, like, I know I got room for a couple every now and then I need to like, I need, I need to hear something fresh to make it, you know, to feel, feel, feel inspired again. But 
for the most part, it's like, all right, once I find something and it's in a rotation, like we stick into the rotation. And I got a, I got a few that I'll shout out after that, but I, you know, I imagine it's something similar to that shift. Yeah, no, definitely something similar. I feel like now I really only just listen to like hip hop, rap, kind of R and B, pretty pretty simple taste. Um, but yeah, like you said, I feel like a lot of it is very like microwavable. I think that's a great way to to really describe it. It's just sort of something I may listen to every now and then, but nothing really sticks. Um, but the artists that I think I listen to the most, I gen I generally really enjoy their character, like who they are, maybe potentially even outside of music. And I think that draws me a little more to what they're like inclined to sort of present whenever they drop an album or a mixtape or something like that. Um, but some artists I listen to just because they slap. Like 42 Doug just slaps in the gym. And like, I'm just going to continue to listen to him because he just slaps 24-7. So I don't know. It kind of just... And that cool whistle. Huh? And the cool whistle. Yeah, dude, right? <laughs> oh my God, bro. Oh my God. It's been, uh, so hard um but yeah i don't know that's a good that's a good question it's it's hard i feel like we we kind of live in in this like peak era of social media too where everything's so instant so you can not only create and produce music really quickly but you can just drop a ton of it if you wanted to um and like streams and stuff however much you get paid for on all these streaming services not just like the traditional ones but maybe even like streaming music live on things like twitch or like kick that gets you paid a ton too so i feel like artists are just inclined to drop a lot more music because there's just more access to it I agree with that. I remember actually, like, Daryl knows this. Like, I'm a music consumer back in, like, 2008, listening to Gucci, man. And he was yeah. crazy because Gucci would drop, like, eight mixtapes in a calendar year. Everybody's like, yo, Gucci, this is too much music. But now if you look up, artists are dropping, like, regular artists dropping, like, four projects a year. You know, two albums or an album and mixtape and a couple EPs with, like, two, three songs on it. So, like we said, like, you got to drop because – the attention spans are getting much shorter. That's why you guys are saying like the four minute song, like, is that two songs in one, like sicko mode? Or is it just one song in one? Like, I don't know. And if yeah. it really was a four and a half minute song, did it catch your attention for the whole time? Like, how do y'all feel about that? Yeah, no, nah, man, it's, uh, it's uh, def- a lot isn't sticking for sure. But I think the, uh, the, the bigger picture of it all too, because we are the exact same, you know, but we just uh, we're, we're no longer the prime demographic. So it's like we're not. Our, our listening patterns are different. We're, just, you know, part of just natural maturation. We're just yeah. easing our way on, on out of that. Like we I we will say, because, <laughs> bro, will, this double XL, who that? Yeah, bro. I couldn't tell who's, you who's on double XL. All I know is a central C. Don't hey, ask me, bro. Don't ask me. I don't know any Central C songs like that. (laughs) I I don't know, brother. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's different now. It is really different. It's kind of sad, honestly. I I feel like... Travis, though, is different, man. Travis has always been different. I think he does a good job of creating... His albums are no misses. Yeah. One, yeah, he's, like, cemented in terms of, like, I don't even know, like, in terms of like people post like 2015, like if there's like a Mount Rushmore of artists like post 2015, he definitely has like the not like he has a nomination. Like we're not about to gloss over it like we would other artists for sure. So I don't know. I think in this though, it was just such a refined project, dog. The production was insane. Like it's, all it's gnarly, bro. This was gnarly, dog. When you get the sesh, 
You'll you'll mess with it. You'll definitely yeah. mess with I'm it. I'm about to go vibe out to the album and like so we jump off the pod. But um, just to backtrack what I said, hey, this double XL freshman list is actually a pretty solid list, bro. I'm just saying, my, I'm out of touch. I'm a little bit but out of I, touch. Yeah, That's yeah, all it exactly. is. Exactly. That's all it is, bro. Like it's it's like you said, you got to crack. You got to crack the rotation. And, and my rota- uh, I got veterans. Yeah, tough bro. rotation. <laughs> We're not, we're not worried about our our first round pick right now. We're trying to make the playoffs yeah, until we beat the shame on shame on me, bro. I know, bro, but I make I'm I'm that's what I'm saying. I, I'm out the way now, I guess. But um, I know I know, man. I got a couple. I'll shout out to uh, destroy lonely man because I, I've been I've been throwing this this at Shiv's way, but that was bro. I'm telling you that that, that tape. I, I really rock with it, dog. I think he that had a nice sound on you, you don't rock with it. Oh, that's a that's a no. No, I, I man, me personally, bro, like I don't rock with that whole opium movement, man. I'm sure they all good dudes, bro, but I don't play with my spirit, man. They be out there doing some crazy stuff. I don't even want to consume that. That might be a deeper, darker conversation. But <laughs> sure bro, it is. I don't sure it is. I don't play like that, bro. And that's another reason why I'm kind of cool off Travis. It just as you're saying, you grow older, things hard to crack your rotation. Like I kind of put a little bit more morals into what I listen to. I don't want to listen to speaking to uh you speaking for a large demographic. Yeah, like I don't want to listen to artist X because he had he could be a pedophile. I'm not supporting that. I don't want to put money in a pedophile pocket. But it's kind of it's kind of messed up because yeah. I would listen to Gucci even though Gucci technically killed somebody. You know, you never <laughs> hey the double edged sword and and hip and crazy. like the 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 person. And the and the content and the material right. is like I will never. You're never wrong because how are you supposed to feel? I don't know. Like I'm not the right. judge. I, you know, so feel how you feel. However you want to feel, as you know, as the creator, I can just get with bro. You know, you know what it is spiritually. You know right. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, gotta go deep into it. You know, as a creative, I can rock with jumping into whatever the vibe is. And sometimes I need like I don't know why I got why I like a little rock influence, a little like. Why? Whenever I need a little little kick up for that reason too, bro. I've been rocking with Babyface Ray because you can just tell, bro, is grounded, bro. Man, you can just tell he's grounded, dog. And he and what he what he kick is real. And that's that's the everyday. Like that's it, end of the year gonna be in the top of my replay for sure. Um, you you like this? <laughs> oh yeah, these be slides on this thing barely awake. <laughs> I know. I like him. I like him, bro. He's smooth. Speaking yeah, of so things, I can get with that. He has this one song with Ice Where's Vezo. It's called God Bless the Six. If you haven't heard it, it yes, sir. It's insane. It just I goes. Swear Vizo. No, man. Shout out to the whole sound, man. Shout out to what they what they got going on. Shiv, who else uh who, who else has been on the added, 20- added to the mix for of the year? Yeah. Um your highlights, and I want to hear yours though. I feel like this is if you know me, this is probably the most me thing to say about music, but we're definitely shouting out um Larry June, the Alchemist for sure. Projects Fire, Alk always does his thing production wise, and he's always dropping heat. Like every, like he put he he does something really cool in that he'll drop albums with like the rappers that he just messes with, and they're always like four or six tracks, and it's like a twenty five minute runtime. But you're getting a lot of like good heat in that runtime, and you get a lot of really smooth production. So. The Larry June album was dope. As somebody that's from California, from the Bay, like he always raps about all these places in the Bay that I've driven through or like driven by or like been at. So it's cool. You know, whenever I miss home, like I'll definitely slap a little June in the background. And that was a great album. Um, 
what else came out? Gunna and the Thug. That was kind of on the same level for me. Both were like kind of cool. I didn't, I didn't say it either. Hey, well, it depends on what depend on what your code is. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on where you stand, I guess. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care, man. I'm not like, you know what I mean. Like people, are like, oh, dude, I can't listen to to the Gun album. I don't listen to Snitches. It's like, dog, come on. Like you, live, <laughs> right. you live in LA, bro. Like you live in West Hollywood. You know, you're not worried about listening to an album from a supposed snitch or whatever. You know, so. But no, both of those were cool. Both of those were tight. But 2023, I feel like it's been a little dry, maybe just for rap. Um, obviously, there's projects on the way, though, right? The Jid and the Metro, the Metro in the future, the, the Drake. Like, there's there's still some room. And Travis might drop a deluxe is what the streets are saying. So. Yeah. No, it's, it, we got a we gotta back half, though, so that's going to pick up. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want that deluxe. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 didn't, I didn't say nothing about a deluxe either. We, we didn't say that. <laughs> Now, let's, 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 let's digest we'll it. Sell, we'll, we'll, sell, take, we'll, we'll take we'll take more, but I, like I said, right. I need some time. I need some we'll time. So, well, so you know how I don't know. Travis if gets it though. I think he gets it now. I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you kind of consume the 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 media from, but you know how Travis dropped all these like random cover arts. Like one of them was a dude that kind of looked like Kendrick Lamar sitting in like the driver's seat, holding a bunch of money and stuff. One of them looked like Lil Baby. One of them looked like Baby Keem. Another mm-hmm. picture had like Tyler the Creator in it, but they all looked like kind of off. Like the like the pictures are just slightly doctored to make you really think about it. So what a lot of people are speculating is that either it's a deluxe or like a supplemental to whatever just came out might have these guys on it, or it might they might have verses on some of the songs on here, or something like that. I don't know what the deal is, but there might yeah. be more. There might be more. No, that's that's yeah, we should right yeah. Yeah, the run isn't the run isn't isn't wrapping up just yet. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt. Yeah. But uh what 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 else you been on this year, oh? Man, honestly, um this year for me has been like a down year in music. I'm not really locked in on nothing. Lil Dirk disappointed me. Um Yeah, man. I, I, another album I'm not looking forward to a deluxe for. Um Future's supposed to drop soon. But oh yeah, shift sided shift sided it out already. Um, that's what I'm hopefully future can save that summer. <laughs> like hopefully future can save it. But honestly, man, I think this year, like I've listened to a lot of Babyface Ray, like you know, a lot of the Trey rappers. But me personally, man, they don't know where I'm going with this. I'm an LA kid. I like LA music. I love Caviaris. I love Larry June, even though he's not an yeah. LA person. Shout out to Big Jace. He was supposed to get yeah. on. He's gonna get on here soon. <laughs> I just went back, man. I've listened to a lot of Drake the Ruler. Um, I know that's your guy. That's my yeah. That's that's one of my dudes, man. That's somebody you get into the car, turn him up, man. You gonna go a little faster in your car. You sitting at the house, you know, listening to him while you playing the game. You gonna poke your chest out a little more. Um, but I just feel like, man, it just listening to him is just nostalgic to me, and it made me realize like we lost a really good artist. Dude, Cole with the wordplay. Dude, got a nice persona, something you could buy into. And I feel like his name is cool, bro. It's just Draco. Like, it's so cool. Soldier Boy took it. So um, that's just something I've been stuck on. But I played the Gunna album. The Gunna album was listened to for like a couple of weeks. Um, Thug album, we played it. Didn't like it. It was just a bunch of throwaways. So like I yeah. said, the music scene for me, man, it ain't really been like how it's supposed to be, which has resulted in me going back listening to older stuff. I've been listening to like a lot of Cali yeah. artists. So Larry... Draco even went back listening to some Kamaya. 
Um, she made she made dope music, and it's more so like party music or car music. Um, and then obviously Gunna and Thug. But like I said, man, the music these days, bro, it's just not the same. It don't hit. And I think that honestly, I think like we're trending as as far as like as far as consumers are moving away. Gangster rap used to be the end all be all. You want to hear about you sliding on the ops, doing this, doing that. And I now think we're moving on to like cool guy stuff, fly stuff. We want to talk about how like when Larry talked about how he and his GT3 rolling down Sausalito. Like we want to hear that. We want to hear about you making an investment, you doing something fly. And I feel yeah. like that's kind of where the, the the listening ear is going. And I and that I, takes a mature, that takes a mature artist. Yeah, it does. And I could see somebody like Future being one of the mainstream people who we ain't going to talk about murders, killing and all that. Like, we don't have some of that. Yeah, our main our album yeah. is about being fly. We talk about having fast cars, pretty women, great nights on the town and being a guy. And I feel like oh. that's right now. That's what I'm looking for in music. I don't care about the gangster stuff because it's all fake. Yeah, man. See, it is what it is. Um, this might this might kick us out of here before we transition because you mentioned uh, it don't hit like it used to. So we're gonna we're gonna start talking about football. But what's up? What's up with Roddy, bro? Is Roddy is Roddy done? Roddy Rich? Nah, nah I don't think he done. Dude. I don't think he is. He's, but what's up? He's not I, need, done. I need you to tell me what how you how you feel. Where your stock at? <laughs> Man, Roddy Rich is not done. Roddy Rich is thank you. He won he won mainstream hit away from being back into the spotlight. He's still talented. Like his last tape that he had, he has some some really good songs on it. Um. But I think he's beefing with Uzi, bro. Um, so I think Roddy and the Uzi beef, like obviously, you know, industry people they pick sides. But the Feed the Streets three, it was cool. It had good songs on the heavier, but Roddy has to do a better job of promoting his music and his rollout, and he got to get back into the limelight. You can be anti-social, and that can be the that can be the moniker you want to have. Yeah. But anti-social don't sell records. You got to get out there, young man. You got to let people see who you are. So, no nah, man, I I was a I was a supporter of uh live life fast. Um, I rocked with that tape. I, I was in I was in the minority, but yeah, I, I I feel <laughs> you on that because we, if anything, we've learned from Drake's the anomaly, but we've learned from the Kendricks and the Travises that like yo, you can use your time away from the scene to not you know overdo it and make it make us want to hear it again and then keep the you know anticipation value up. Right. Um, which, you know, we don't, but we don't need forever. Like I said, everybody ain't Drake. Everybody ain't, ain't giving you a, a, a banger every year. And sure. so, yeah, maybe I don't doubt that he's just doing that because, yeah, like you said, Roddy's, Roddy's straight. I don't doubt yeah, that he man, can't Roddy's make straight. one. I don't doubt that it, it ain't coming still for sure. And real quick, D, I think that in that Feed the Streets, he got two of them, but they just not being real received because he's not, popular He's i played popular. it too bro and expected something different and then you just saw how once the weekend go past it moved on everybody just moved hey, on sorry we on something else but the song heavier is a good song like that's a song i feel like should no been you, in everybody you heard, rotation you heard the 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 spice back you you heard it on that tape like on a couple tracks for sure without having it on the top of my head yeah ashton martin truck like that's smooth like those are good music. Those are good songs. If they were on the first album, the first mixtape, it'd be a different story. And they pass, but that's yeah. why your rollout. That's why all of that other things are important because you can have quality music, but if you're not packaging and presenting it right to the consumer, 
Yeah. We don't give a damn. <laughs> you got to work, man. Just like just like this this bad boy right here. We we got to work, you know what I mean? Got to work. You got to yeah, yeah this is done. All right, now let's get it up. Now let's get it out. <laughs> What's next? You know right. what I mean? And Indeed. uh man, so let's uh like you said and before we before we made it official, we were talking uh man, training camp just started, you know, all the way. But like I said, Preseason is what 10, 12, 14 days away, the Hall of Fame game. And, you know, three, four weeks of some football, uh, of some scouting and of some teams versus each other. And uh let's play ball. Yeah. Where, where are you reporting from tonight? And uh what, what's your outlook on, on the season coming up? Who are you rooting for? Where are you at? Who's it? Uh, I'm trying to make it quick. Um, first things first, man. We don't always root for the Packers, man. Go pack, go. How do, yeah, I wanted to know how you felt. Hey, look, because one monkey don't stop no show. One monkey don't stop no show. One quarterback don't stop no show. And he wore I mean, his out. It was time. It was over, man. It's over. It's like a, you get a bad chick. She looked good, but she's stressing you out. Y'all not seeing eye to eye. Just let's walk away. No reason for you to stay together with her just because she looked good. Just no reason to stay together about her just because he's a great player. Y'all not seeing eye to eye. Okay, move on. Get the younger one. Um, <laughs> but honestly, man, as far as like the Packers and all that, I think the Packers, a, a lot of people sleeping on us, but I think we'll win a couple games this year. Barely missed the playoffs. We'll have the same season we had last year. I'm still rooting for Rodgers, though. I'm interested in the Jets, and I think the AFC is going to be a monster this year. Um, and I think that honestly, we should really be paying attention to like the AFC because Russell Wilson's not going to the playoffs, Justin Herbert's not, Aaron Rodgers is not. Um, like, it's either going to be Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson. Like, there are about 10 to 12 good AFC teams, like, really good AFC teams. And I'm not mistaken, they're only going to be, like, they're going to be fighting for about six to five, four playoff spots. Um, the Chiefs, we know yeah. they're going to be in automatically, right? So there's some things you just automatically pencil in. But I think that's where the story's at right now. It's just it's a wild, wild AFC. And it never used to be like that, but I think that, I think that that's actually like good for football because all the youngins is in the NFC. So yeah, there's there's some chomping at the bit right now, and man. lo and behold, this is the first season of professional football in America without Tom Brady in like damn near twenty five <laughs> years. Right, and it's like oh, it's really anybody's game for real. Uh, Shiv, you, you know we we said this about the Western Conference. I said it, I don't know how many times. But I said, yo, the Western Conference in that playoff this past postseason, it's a Royal Rumble, and somebody just has to beat the Warriors. Somebody has to throw them over the rope. And Lakers ended up getting them out of here. But the best team was, you know, it was a, it was literally up for grabs. And this AFC is up for grabs. But somebody's got to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> and at by the you know, by, by week 10, 12, you know, when we're when we're filling the brackets out, everybody's gonna be a few games above or below five hundred, and that's it. And you're gonna have the standouts, and you're gonna, you know, one team's gonna have something wrapped up, but it's gonna be it's gonna be murder come November, December. Yeah, <laughs> every week, really. Yeah, like every week matters. No, AFC is stacked, man. I mean, our division alone is just ridiculous you have the dolphins you have the jets you have the bills and then you got the pats and it's like dude i don't know what we're gonna do honestly like that division's so stacked but like 
the Bills are the Bills, right? They're just a bunch of divas at the end of the day. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to Like, you know what I mean? Like, the Bills are like, they obviously have an explosive offense of Josh Allen. I get all that. But it's not like, they're not anything out of the ordinary in 2023 in, in the National Football League. The Dolphins, you know, they already are dealing with injuries. You have, you've got Tua, who's kind of injury prone, right? Like, Jalen Ramsey just got just tore tore something or like didn't tear something, but he's out. So now they got Eli Apple who's Did he really? Yeah. He's yeah, like his knee is wrecked, man. He's gonna be done to December. Oh we yeah. right. And then you have and then you have uh the Jets and the Jets are always a soap opera. So you never know what'll <laughs> happen, right? Like Aaron Rodgers might just dip on him for there was, like a there was one thing <laughs> wait he might dip on him for what <laughs> for a like oh my god and some ayahuasca yeah like you never know man they got hard knocks going on i don't know what kind of establishment they're running around over there but nobody's packing met life one thing i learned from having aaron Rodgers in fantasy last year on one team (laughs) on one team thank god that's the worst team worst season to have him last year (laughs) exactly right who are you telling i've talked about it but what the one thing I learned having to pay attention to that team, because since I ended up with them, I was, you know, paying attention to, I, you know, I had Dylan and I had, you feel me, we had um, the receiver, we had Lazard, you feel me. So I was paying attention to their games. One thing I learned about this, every Aaron Rodgers game is going to get weird at some point. Just for, That's just a caveat that it, it doesn't matter if it's on TV, if nobody's watching, if it's at night, in the morning, in the afternoon, it is going to be a game with a million penalties or a million challenges or the last, or there's a five minute stretch that takes half an hour or <laughs> the comeback happens. The unbelievable, the pick happens, whether his, you know, his team or the other team, like Aaron Rodgers games have weird juju, but they're there. You gotta, you gotta, it makes you have to watch. Yeah. Um, Man. But anyways, Pats are one of the AFCs. No, they're not. <laughs> we got no. we got the most we got the most emotionally stable roster. And I think when you're in a conference full of divas, that kind of matters in the NFL. Because you know, Stefan Diggs is gonna be over there, hands on hips, yelling at Josh Allen during a playoff game instead of figuring out how to win the game. I'm a little worried for Josh. I'm a little worried for Josh this year. I don't know why exactly, but he's good. He, it's he's, it's not even a question of talent. Yeah, no, he's their just, offensive he, line is so bad, bro. And I, I don't get their coaching stuff too. There's some of their decisions. It, are so, something something's making me want to stay away a little bit. Um from Buffalo. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not I can't pinpoint it exactly. I, I'll tell you. They've had a they've had a sort of magical three, four years now. And it's like all righty if y'all didn't do anything if y'all didn't do something yet, I'm I, I might be cool, but I mean, my thing about Buffalo, why I'm not, why I'm kind of out on Buffalo is they were, like you said, three, four years, they had a team that was ready to compete and be in the Super Bowl. And in three, four years, the teams around them have gotten much better. Miami is really right. good. Don't get it twisted. They're really good. They were, if I'm not mistaken, at the top or near the top of the division until Tua got hurt. Um, yep. New England, I mean, they're not good off. Can't, can't underrate them. Defensively, you can't underestimate them defensively. They still got Belichick. One of the best defensive minds. You got Billy um, O'B. Got Billy O'B back. That's gonna make yeah. you Bill O'Brien. Finally yeah. officer coordinator. I mean, yeah. I know, right? Um <laughs> right. and Mac Mac is comparable. Like, you know, he's not gonna win you a bunch of games, but if you surround him with a great defense and nice talent and solid special teams, he won't lose you any games. 
But the Jets are obviously the wild card. I mean, you got Rodgers in there who can at one week be the best quarterback in the division and then one week be the worst. Yeah. Um, and now without Brady in the NFL, like he's the elder statesman, the OG quarterback that everyone grew up watching. So that's honestly, I'm just interested in the AFC East. I think the AFC East, man, I want to say the AFC West and the AFC North <laughs> are going to be like crazy. Crazy, you, know my, crazy you know where my flag is at. If we're talking about Where's the AFC that, West, you know, but we're talking about the AFC West. The the flag is in my backyard at Allegiant Stadium. <laughs> if we're talking about the AFC West, all I gotta say is I know everybody right now. Um, you know, we, we Herbert has earned the benefit of the doubt by finally making the postseason, but he didn't win a game. To, though. Yes, and that I, that was I was going to say till I remember that they did make the postseason and my guy who's a Chargers fan had to say, yeah, but we lost by 20, whatever. And I was like, <laughs> that didn't further your cause. Uh, the Chargers have only uh, stunk it up for a, for a little while, for a while now. So I am high on Russell Wilson. I, I, I was in the room. I was I happened to share a room with Russell Wilson this season. Uh, I felt like he was uh, this summer. <laughs> I felt like, I feel like he's tapped in. I feel like he might be a li- back a little bit. So in my opinion, I'm kind of penciling them in. And then, of course, you're penciling KC in. But um, that's all. I just wanted to say, let's, you know, it, it's it's going to be, it's going to be dirty. Also, be dirty. I don't know. This is not any of our teams, but doesn't it kind of feel like Jalen Hurts is getting a little disrespected in these quarterback rankings? Like, actually, No, he's not. He's not. He's there now. He's there now. No, I think he's I there think, now in the conversation. Do you think Where do you rank top, him? I, I honestly think he's a top three quarterback right now. And no. I think – I think you could make the case for him being number two, honestly. He he's nah. probably so I think he's I, I think a lot of it has to do with the team that's around him for sure. Absolutely. It's kind of like the argument that you could make. You know, when people will compare like Jason Tatum to Devin Booker, and it's like, well, Tatum inherited an organization that was ready for him from day one that allowed him to grow as a player, but also like have an experience like postseason success. Yeah. Booker it's kind of like Jalen Hurts yeah. came into an organization with the best offensive line, an animal for a defensive line and secondary. And then they went and traded for his boy and then they drafted his other boy. So it's like he kind of came into a competent organization. And I think people are mistaking that for like what he actually is, which is an insanely efficient, durable to like, like I was about to say two way quarterback. I'm thinking back. <laughs> dual threat. Uh, dual threat quarterback. Yeah. Excuse me. So I think I had him in fantasy last year, so obviously I might be a little biased, but even watching a lot of Eagles games because I had him, dude, they're they're nice. And Swift is an upgrade from Miles Sanders. Like Easily. I think I or think add him to the mix. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna really somehow put people on notice again this year, but I think he's firmly a top three quarterback right now in the league. Hertz is at least top five right now because he passes the all right. Will I will I give the keys to this man to drive the car with everybody in it? Um, and it's the combination of he can make passes, he has the run, he knows how to run as a quarterback, you know, how to not get touched really. That brother that brother Loki don't get touched in some yeah, games. He slides a lot and um he passes it for since he has the skills. Now, if you strip away, if you give him a wobbly table and you know, a kitty chair, he's not gonna be able to turn that into, you know, a beautiful, a beautiful brunch for everybody. Like, you know, we haven't right. seen him. Pat Pat threw a touchdown to like twelve people last season. 
Like, and honestly, it, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's what makes a, a quarterback great. That's because right. the piggyback on that's hard to cut you off. It, it depends on how you help. do it. Depends on how you want it. Yeah. It's like two lists. Madden, yeah, hurts his top five. He's top five because <laughs> the ratings are there. The ratings are there. Right. If right. it's if who do you who are you picking? Who are you drafting first at the quarterback position? You'll probably you can get the six or seven names I could see, and you know a variation of before you really want to take hurts, depending on what you're building, how you want to play. Um, so I would say this, and I think I, I I'm very confident saying this. I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. Um, I do believe, I believe that. Um, that's not. I don't think Josh Allen is really that good. I think people like Josh Allen because, obviously, the arm. He's six five, but if Josh Allen looked like me or Daryl, they'll be saying he is weak. Looks like he'd be Cam Newton and be out the league. That's just being real. Um, but being, I like Jalen. Really Hurts. real. Yeah, I like Jalen Hurts, bro. But if I put Jalen Hurts in the AFC, he's not a top five quarterback, straight up. That's um, in the in the NFC, the second the second best quarterback in the NFC, honestly, 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 might be Bryce Young. And if it's not, it's I would say Kirk Cousins. Matthew Stafford or something like that. Right, like, if, if not, it's actually Kirk Cousins. And I'm saying Bryce right. Young, hoping that by week seven, we've seen like a crazy opening run because the, the competition is different in the NFC to where like, we're like, yo, Bryce Young, he's incredible. Right. Like, I'm hoping that's the vibe. Yeah. I'm hoping he has like a Lamar rookie season, but I think Lamar is back this year. They said they I spread, do too. Said they spreading them out receivers to where if he does pull, pull it down, he's got to make one or two guys miss and it's off to the races versus okay. all of this crazy convoluted. Me and my brother were talking about this. All you're doing is bringing the defense in the box and making life difficult. But they went and yeah. got them some people who can run and catch. Right, right. And got my Andrews. That fool is a monster. Yeah. And, and they paid them, dude. Once you get paid and you know you compensate and you don't have to worry about that in the back of your mind, you could play more free. And Harbaugh, um, Harbaugh's good for an AFC championship every three or four years. You know, it's just been like – He's good for one, bro. He's good for one. Dude, oh, my no. God. I like that take D. I think that uh I think that definitely Baltimore is a dark horse. I think they're uh, if they're healthy, they're a nightmare for any of the top three to five teams. Like they're a nightmare for the Bengals, they'll be a nightmare for the Chiefs, they'll be a nightmare for basically the the Bills for sure. And when you and come out of a they, good division or when you had a great season, those are the two versions where you're you're gonna have the toughest strength of schedule, you're tested. You're not trying yeah. to figure out what to do in a tight moment in January. No, you've been playing hard fought to games the to the end right for you on tv every week we, yeah. we, we we've been in this you know feeling the pressure so you like that from certain teams I'm gonna throw there's gonna be some youngins though i hope some youngins i hope some youngins are exciting i hope Bijan robinson maybe is exciting or uh like i said bryce young i think I think cj stroud my brother's a fan of the texans as well he uh i'm a fan of the I'm texans because you got Demico <laughs> Ryan's. This fool right next to me, to be honest. <laughs> you got Demico Ryan's return to the team that he was a player for, and their whole career he was the face of the Texans. Yeah. Him and Andre Johnson, and you came back. He was the rest. He was the scientist behind San Francisco's defense last year. You saw them bring Brock Purdy damn near to the Super Bowl, and they they, they might have took me to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and <laughs> he's going to the team where he had his flag his whole career. They got talent. They got young, good talent. Had the second and third pick in the draft. Got uh Damian Pierce coming back year two. He looked like one of these Fortinet, Adrian Peterson, young tight running backs where it's like, all right, he's got to be about 28. 
Ain't no way he's only 22, 3. <laughs> that fool got to be about 27. <laughs> he got a fake birth certificate. No way. <laughs> yeah, on me. But uh, so, so these youngins out there. I think I think the the Jags take the step forward if we're going. There you with, go. They're like they're like a hot team, right? But I think I'm big on Calvin Ridley. I thought he was still good in Atlanta. I don't know what like I I get he got suspended or whatever, but dude, like he's nice, like and he's tall and he's just like yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be good. And Trevor Lawrence is. He's a heck of a quarterback. I mean, we've all been. He, he's about ready for a statement year if he's gonna have it. He, he should be about and ready. Brother is a winner. He's a winner, one at every level. That matters. He don't yes, play. Does. Pedigree. K theory. It's the two K theory, but for yeah. uh, the college for, theory. The college theory is yeah, like just pay attention. What's, what's the resume? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Remember that. What was this scouting for? <laughs> like, don't be surprised. Exactly. No, it'll it'll be a fun season. It is. It is up for grabs, and I think it's gonna be up for grabs. I'm not. I won't be mad if Geno start cooking again next year. I won't be mad if, if Seattle is um if Seattle's a contender. Hey, the NFC is wide open, man. That's their Stets, division. Oh, Stets my brother just blew it. He just blew it online. Never know. <laughs> never know. Never know. They got that Georgia team. Oh, Can I want I, you. I want you to pose that question, question that you said. Yeah, that was a good question. Oh, I gotta ask y'all a question. Which league do you think will be will basically have the best survival rate, or will be the best post their iconic star? departure so the nfl post brady would that be more of a success than the nba post lebron which i fell asleep Jeff, i'm gonna swing first i'm gonna take the nfl will be more successful post brady than the nba will be post lebron and this might sound kind of crazy but this is just the thought that's sort of forming right now the nba is becoming increasingly more global and the best player may not even be from america in two three years from now so true that's just kind of like a and and I think like with like the NFL dominates a day, whether it's Brady, Favre, Drew Bledsoe, like <laughs> you know, the Sunday night game could be Indianapolis versus Tennessee. You're we're gonna watch it. Your rear end. I'm turning it on. And <laughs> the, I'm the nation. The nation's getting, watching. <laughs> I'm getting comfortable. You know what I mean? I'm getting comfortable for that game. But I could turn, you know, even though NBA finals viewership was up last year. When you talk to people, it felt like nobody was really that hyped about it or watching it. But Sunday night comes on and like your boys chats like, oh, you trying to come through for the game? Like, let's just bull, right? So it's like, I, I think the NFL is going to be fine. It's becoming more offensive friendly as well. So like you're going to see like all the deep balls and the RPOs and the triple option and the lateral into a punt, into a pass, into a field goal. Like all these creative offenses are just blossoming right now. Um, and the NBA, like is kind of at a weird point because I don't know what they can do to make to expand the game more offensively than it already is. Like it's already so shooter friendly. Defense, you you can't breathe on a guy without potentially getting a tech. You know what I mean? So I think I think the NBA may have better maybe like marketing tactics, like just for like broadcasting the game globally, which the NFL might struggle with, even though it's well received when they go overseas. But I think the NFL is just poised to continue to be as successful going forward, if not more, and definitely will blow the NBA out of the Yeah, man, Shiv, I kind of agree with you as well on that one. I think the NFL is more set up for success. I think the NBA actually needs LeBron in order to be successful because he is our American hero as far as he's our American icon. Like you said, the game is more global. The best players aren't American. Luka, not American. Giannis, not an American. 
Um, Jokic, not an American. So when we look at these players where they don't look like us, they don't talk like us, they didn't go to high school like us. So LeBron is the only one that of American that's like on icon level. And I can see the NBA keeping him around, giving him a team in Vegas, making him the face of that. And that's just the way he can stay connected to the game without actually having to play. Similar to when Jordan was running the Wizards. No, like, you got a horn, you got a horn for that, team. Omar, for sure. Yeah, like you know, that's that's Jordan team. Like even though Jordan ain't playing, we still consider Jordan's team. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's I think funny. the NBA actually needs LeBron, man. The NFL will be able to survive without Brady. I felt when at that question, I felt like the NBA was a, a bit more primed to succeed and thrive for reasons that should have outlined how he says, you know, you guys both said we're all aware of it, of the globalization of the game. Um, and there, but that, as you guys were kind of taking the other position, it did bring me back to how I felt in like my inside. And, oh, and you said it really well saying that like Bron is just currently the American basketball hero and, or, you know, the one that we're still clinging to today. Right. And, right. I felt this way like a good couple seasons ago, like, yo, it might be looking bad for the league, bro, because <laughs> who's supposed to be next just from like a, where's the game going? And now we see that, no, the game has mad talent. The game has like, the game is the game. Um, So it's not, we don't got to worry about whether or not we're going to get good basketball every year, yeah. but I'm still going to say, I think the NBA is, uh, I don't know, as an organization, smaller organization smaller smaller scale they've been able to hit certain beats more intentionally and like whether that's catering to you know black culture or forward facing even if it is but we're we're voicing our athletes and give and platform giving these guys yo every all-star has a has a podcast now in the nfl there's none of that sorry there there's versions of it (laughs) But even, oh man, that's gonna sound like a disc. Can't even say it. I was gonna say, I'm gonna say it. But even in versions of those, you gotta have five, six microphones. Hmm. It's not you got one mic, or you got you got a host and a co-host, or you got JJ Reddick and who else? I also, but I also think that like what the NFL presents is like one, you get a lot of player loyalty in the NFL, and I think the biggest quip with the NBA right now is oh, what a surprise. Another superstar wants to go to another team because the team that he formed doesn't want to play the way he likes and blah, blah, blah. They're making me play defense and I can't win. So now I need to go somewhere else and team up with like the rest of the Avengers to make it happen, right? And I think over time, like the CBA had an opportunity to really address that. And we're going to have a CBA episode where we really break it down and you know explain the details and all that stuff. But at the same time, like, just to keep it short, there's too much player mobility might not be a great thing. And maybe we do need to keep teams together longer or like, you know, I think this, this, the CBA was intentional and that we've already seen it play out. There was hesitancy this off season and and free agency and, and trade talks is why things haven't been done yet because it's like, okay, we don't, we don't change. The rules are different now. We're, we're more concerned. We're more, we're now focused on the long-term because you're always at front offices or a year right. or two, they're looking at the big picture. Right. Um, I don't know. The, the, shout out to Rosillo. Um, 
great pot. Been listening to that thing forever, man. He broke down why the Jalen Brown Supermax extension um, was par for the course in terms of if this is what's happening. But in the NBA, the salary cap, I don't have these numbers steady either, but the salary cap has nearly doubled in 10 years. And that means that all these numbers are, are, are taken off. So I just kind of see that as meaning that, yeah, LeBron's built it in that by without a shadow of a doubt, there's going to be a domestic product we can all get behind in the, in the NBA and that, you know, can take the flag and, you know, we'll still have, you know, the, the final runs of KD and Steph and, you know, some guys that are going to hold it down for, you know, a little, a little bit past Braun and, by then, you know, new younger faces will be developed. I don't know, man. The NFL is going to probably keep that top position as always. But that was a great question, bro, because um, the, these are these are these are new times. Yeah, we are right, right. And I, when, just to put a to put a bow on it, D, I'll make it really short, bro. I think that the NFL people are loyal to teams, and the NBA people are loyal to players. So when a player retire, you don't really want to watch it like that, no matter yeah. what. Shiv is rooting for the Pats. I'm rooting for the Packers. No matter who's at quarterback, who's receiver, who's our safety. Uh, and I think that's really the main difference. Here. Yeah, and the NBA is the NBA is uh is your favorite TV show, and then there then right. you, get, you get to watch basketball. So like you might tune out if you're not liking where the story's at. Versus the NFL is still going to be because I, I was going to mention how. You know, but there's there's way you get way more cracks and fractures in the NFL, like because the organization is kind of so cutthroat. The business of it is so real. You know, the career spans are, you know, it's it's make or break. Everybody's feeling that pressure. You know, it's always you one play away from who knows what. And right. we've seen guys take these stances. So I don't know. Like we, we alluded to with the running backs, we're like, yo, are fools gonna go on strike? Like it's a it's a losing battle, unfortunately, that they're fighting because business is business. Right. And they don't control the market. We're going to take every running back out. There's 300 running backs coming to the draft next season. What what everybody, and I mean everybody in the sports world better watch out for, is this damn MLS. Because of Lionel. Because of Lionel Messi. Messi. Every, everybody. Everybody better buckle up. Get that contract right now. Get them endorsements right now. High school athletes, you better hey, you better get you better get some consideration, bro. The soccer scene is it's crazy. He he set it on fire, and I'm just gonna say that because I don't know, I I can't I can't say too much more past that except he don't score in every game he's been in. I know you can. We 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 definitely can. <laughs> I can, but <laughs> real quick, D. I think that honestly, I think Messi bring coming over to the U.S. is honestly the best thing to happen to us since David Beckham. Um. When Beckham came to the Galaxy, all of a sudden, Galaxy being sponsored, they're giving out free tickets. So that type of thing is good. But I also think at a youth level, you're going to have a lot more kids saying, Dad, I don't even want to play football. I want to go play football. Like, you know? And that's going to bring more I want to play this game. Yeah. And honestly, I even have a a relative. A nephew who who doesn't have a favorite sport per se, this brother loves playing soccer. He loves playing FIFA. It's fun. You run, you kick the ball. I'm fast. I kick it and kick it into the net. It's an easy game. No teaching really involved. Pass it. You're going to pass, you run. Pass, run. You get close, you kick it to the net. It's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful game. It really is. Shout out to the Women's World Cup because we're watching that right now. 
I am. Ain't they on right now? Probably yeah, on they're right literally now. they're actually playing <laughs> in, in in this next half hour. <laughs> yeah, sir. but um, yeah, no, it, it's going to be a, and shot man, like you said, the Galaxy Shiv, bro. Where David Beckham came and played yeah. at for LA Galaxy at the time was at what well, was then the Home Depot Center, which is down the street from where we grew up, bro. Literally, like, we we, walk, walk, we could walk there, bro. Walk there. So we, we were in the heart of it. We saw traffic on the day. Oh, it must be a soccer game. These fools walking from Avalon. I mean, walking from walking from the neighborhood all the way down to the park. <laughs> right, right. right here. Like, cool we it. can't even use the on main small street. Scale. Take the other street. That's bro, crazy. and now look at the MLS, bro. They have a second team in LA, LAFC. Yeah. They have they built they built a state they built a stadium. I'm driving in LA, my business home. What the hell is that? Off the one hand, <laughs> Bank of America Stadium. Who is that for? Stadium, man. Who's staying in our stadium? Is that the Coliseum is right there? Yeah. They, oh, that's they the, that's the oh damn. My mom they brought my bought my brother a gift for like Father's Day or something or his birthday or something. It was a scarf or something that said LAFC football club or something. She was like, Yeah, I got this for your brother. It's football LA on it. I'm like, I'm like, hey mom, that's <laughs> this is actually hilarious. This is the soccer team, but it's still dope. It's give it to him. It's, it's dope. It's probably it's black so and gold dope, too. It's probably super dope. Doing numbers. The Emma man. Yeah, man. I, I've seen, like you said, oh, we, there was more to say. <laughs> there was yeah, more bro. to say about that. Yeah, it's, here. it's here. It is here, and I and that's a growing game, man. I feel like once the Americans get a, a their teeth sink into it, we gonna love it, love it a whole lot. It's no salary cap. Like Ronaldo's making two hundred million dollars. Like, bro, they, I, <laughs> see, I, I saw a graphic of what <laughs> Killian Mbappe just resigned for, bro. Come on, man. He just resigned for like the Minnesota Timberwolves entire payroll. Yeah, Value. <laughs> Some crazy, Saudi right? team offered him like seven hundred eighty million dollars. Like, yeah, that's bro, that's what's going on now. They all, the, all the Saudi Arabian teams is trying to offer like all the older European players to come play in their league to like you know, man. While 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 we're really spitting right now, shout out to JB the ticket man because he keeps dropping gems on me. On the episode thirty one, he mentioned how betting was never illegal in Europe. Sports wagering never illegal? is never illegal. No, yeah. it's, it's they're a really? culture of sports betters. That's why when we see the NFL games over there, even though we don't have one team that they've ever seen play in person before, I watched those games at 7 a.m. our time. They were lit. The crowds were lit because mm-hmm. they're, they're they're fans that can, you know, create a vested interest in whatever. But when that is sort of already woven into the fabric of the sport, we see the value of the sport go up because so much money is being spent on gambling. In the NBA, in in America now, with it being legalized, just look at the, you know, just and that's just one facet. But with the numbers and with the, just inflation period, tickets, everything, it's driving the numbers up so crazy. And you know, football is the, the so, you know football OG football soccer is the the law of the land over there, and it's just like yo, you see something a comparison like that, and it's like oh my god, this is insane. <laughs> hey D, D, before we kick the bucket, Shiv, you gotta go with this too, man. We gotta go to Europe, and we gotta go to a soccer match, bro. Shiv's oh, about I'm to be there, to, bro. I'm going to Spain. He, he's time. about to be back. He's gonna be at two European stamps in like a year, bro. Yeah, and we need to hop on. We need to be on the next one, D. No, one hundred percent. We're we're definitely making that. No happen. cap, wow, dude. No cap. Yeah. Uh, it. I'm. I'm with it. Europe is. Europe in the summer is a vibe, dude. It's. It's such an unplugging from 
reality almost like it's it's unreal it just rejuvenates you like two three days into the trip you're just like yo i feel so different right now <laughs> it's like being here like just like you know people are just like vibing differently they're moving differently the weather yeah. like you, it, you play you play the drake honestly never mind album like yeah. and it hit and it sounds different man. they do dude I, so i was in i was in lake como for my cousin's wedding last summer and Lake Como. Uh oh, and, uh -oh. Uh, shift, shift name dropping shit we never heard of. Uh, <laughs> in the, in the I'm thinking the same thing. Looking at me, like, you know, the people so, Nah, you. So if you're on Twitter, like you always get those random like posts of people. I think I know what you're talking about. L e c o m b or something. L a. It's late. L e. Lake Como. Like So so it's like it's like it's a region. More life. More life. Educators um it's like a nice region in north italy but we were on this boat just like taking a tour of the lake and who owns which villa like this is where leonardo dicaprio owns the villa this is where god you know jack dorsey owns the villa right this is where they shot star wars this is where they shot this scene from 007 like so we're on this boat i'm sipping a ton of wine it's like probably like 3 p.m i couldn't tell you the time i was on italy time bro it didn't matter and i was like <laughs> I was just on this boat, like I was necking the wine, bro. I held it like it was like a bottle of Duce or something, like, <laughs> and, and I'm just like at the front of this boat, like killing this wine, and I'm like, dude, I gotta listen to this like Drake album, so, like I know it's got to slap, like on in these circumstances, and I was like, man, nah, that that is not. I was living in downtown LA at the time, and I I listened to honestly never mind. I was like, you know, it's cool, but that's a that's a circumstance like like album where it's like no i got i gotta be somewhere else like i can't be at like lake right. listening to this i can't be at big bear lake listening to this in the summer i'm not in santa monica slapping honestly never mind no i'm i'm in i'm in the middle of the ocean in europe like talk to me if you can like why yeah you know what i mean like i was on some different this shirt got unbuttoned a couple buttons ah. like you know i'm I'm feeling myself on the boat like <laughs> It is a good time. No, we're definitely making the move out to Europe, man. I've there are plenty of places that that I want to visit. It's just nah. Shiv's a girl because he he does his workout. He does his workout plan tailored around when his trips are when he's popping out. Yeah. He's like, all right, nah, bro, I got six <laughs> weeks to get right. <laughs> nah, I, mean, I, I knew I knew the Spain trip was coming up this year, so I've been I've been in the gym for like six months now. I was like, I gotta you know make it look a little tighter, make right. it look like I'm off bed. You know what I mean? So. They don't get there like I ain't hit the gym in weeks. Guys. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's, like, you've been going to the gym. It's like, nah, man, not as much as I need to be. You know, nah, I've, been sl I've been slacking, bro. Yeah, like I go a couple times a week. I'm just kind of in and out. Nah, so, man. man. Last thing I wanted to get on here because it was almost even off with the question. You know, combining basketball and football. What do you know? I planted the seed earlier. Like I said, the slam ball, man. What we're talking about? What's next? And looking ahead. Let me be the first one to say it. Nobody else has said it, but hey, they 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 they're cooking with they're cooking with gas right now. I think, man, I, it was very impressionable. Had a great time. Kids had a great time. Like I said, the articles up. Read, catch it up. You'll bring you'll bring off. You'll be brought up to date entirely. But when I tell you that entire Cox Pavilion Center was as lively as they would be, if not more, they were more lively than they are at summer league watching you know semi-pros and having folks in the building because it's different the atmosphere is different once the first game started for one you're sitting there for 20 minutes or how, whenever you get there and you're just kind of watching them warm up and train you don't know how the games you don't know the rules 
you don't know what it's supposed to look like. You don't know how long the quarter is until you have seen your first one. You don't know if the, you don't know, you don't, you're just lost, but you're not bored though. And the game starts, the music didn't stop. I'm like, Oh, it's a vibe like that. Okay. Bet. Um, you know, they bring a complimentary, you know, it was, it was broadcasted and, um, but it's still on the ground stages in terms of like, I was there, there was questions I was asking media wise where the answers kind of show that like, yeah, well, you know, it's not happening on that state on that scale yet. And I'm like, okay, well, I can really appreciate that because you start from somewhere and you build it. Watch this. This is going to, it's going to be here in a matter of weeks. If not, you know, whenever, how they lock this in, this, this, this will sell. My niece and nephew had such a good time. The other kids that we saw such a good time. I'm seeing the homie Tony from high school, who is the face of the league right now. No cap. Announcer going, Tony time all night long. This fool all over (laughs) the rim, throwing behind the back passes, getting double teamed by the end of the night. So now once you're a sports head though, because we're sports heads, you're excited by all of that. Listen, games. This is me in the in the scene because we had seats out like with my folks, and I was, you know, roaming doing media stuff, taking pictures, getting all of that. On all sides, bro, everybody's engaged. You don't see fans at a basketball game stand up and not be like you know, a little casual to cheer until it gets good. You know what I mean? Until like everything, but like it was no folks are yelling like the girls, the girlfriends, the kids, the family, the, the <laughs> both sides of the building. It was like, Oh no, everybody's really, cause it's, it's exciting. You seeing folks right. hit people, seeing folks 20 feet in the air. You're seeing, you're forgetting how the scoring works. You're doing the math in your head. You're like, Oh, hold on. I'll be damned. They coming back. And then, so as a sports head, you're getting in between. You're like, all right, hold on. Oh, the coach is turned up right now. He he's tight. Something's really going on. Like, Oh, he really got them folks playing now and seeing strategy the it was a double header. And then the winners playing that not in the main event, Tony's team playing in the middle. The first team that won played them that played them in the second team in the, in the main event. Dog there. It, it's a, a, it's blanket coverage on Tony. <laughs> like, Hey, because the court <laughs> is so you can, there's contact in between in the middle of the court on the hardwood, you can get banged as long as it's not a blind side. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, Hey, Put the ball down if you want. Like we, as soon as you put the ball down, like it's free game, and like you're you're seeing a strategy. It's like you damn near got to run a route to get open, and then the dynamic around the rim is different. You're factoring in basketball timing for an alley oop is different. You see which teams are just more advanced than other. Like oh they can't. Oh no, nah, these these fools doing double jump this and no they they not even operating like them, bro. And it's like it's crazy, bro. It's crazy just as a sports head. It's like. You pay attention to hockey with the Golden Knights. There's a designated person at each basket. They're called a stopper. They're essentially a goalie. My brother's like, bro, why is he jumping right in front of the basket and not shooting it? It's because the dude, he's on one platform around the trampoline. The other guy, he's going to jump in the pad at the same time as you jump in the pad because it hijacks the spring. It's called popcorning you. And that's the way you defend it. So you're going to damn near just lose the ball if you do it because he's going to like it's you're like, okay, hold on, hold on. It's a lot going Method, on Matt right now. Yeah. No, I, I saw you live tweet during it, and I ended up, like, looking up highlights later on that night because I was, like, it was kind of late. I was up. I was, like, I'm just, you know, let me, let me see what's going on here. It looks gnarly, dude. Like, they're body-checking fools. It was like, entertaining, bro. They're playing music yeah. throughout. 
Let's go. Oohs and ahs, face off. Oh, okay. Ooh, who we got in the face off? Yeah. I, I, I was, I, I, you know, I was covering. I'm getting familiar with the players now on a name basis. And there's a guy who's, you know, I, I'm not, I'm going to butcher his name if I pronounce it because it's not the name he goes by. But you know, I'm seeing content share on social media, and I'm like, hold on, this is Fessy from Big Brother that I used to watch. He's just like <laughs> some athlete, like now. Then I see this one on Instagram, I'm like, oh, he, you know, he, you know, athlete does all this and that. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. Folks like my guy Tony, where this is a career path. Folks like uh, Jamal Barnes Jr. Like you can tell that this took that this means something to them. When the team's walking off the court, they're like, man, you know what I'm saying? It was real. All the energy and the intensity was real. And watch this make a name for some folks. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's incentive. And, you know, get some dollars behind this league. Let's get it in some more venues. Let's expand all of that. But also the way they have it right now, what they're doing at Cox Pavilion, they have it fire. So it's like you don't got to get too eager and bite off more than you can chew at any point. But um, what they have set up there, and if they do proceed to take that on the road, they got something, bro. They got something. And it was, it was yeah, cool man. to be there. So I'll be, uh, I'll be catching it while I can the rest of this season and paying attention. So, you know, you heard it here first if you didn't hear it anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> slam ball. I will say one thing about slam ball. I feel like it's the best. It's all the fun things, the side things about basketball. It's like it's fast-paced. Dude's getting dunked on. Like getting blocked, you know. Obviously, it takes a little bit of skill, but, yeah, man. I agree. I feel like it's an entertaining product. And at the end of the day, that's why we're there. We want to be entertained. I would tell you it's got I, I was feeling slap. I was feeling um the slap lead when the show was on. As soon as the show when ended, was, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, the power that slap, means? power slap. <laughs> Dude, that's nuts. I'm in Las Vegas, bro. You know UFC Apex <laughs> is right there. Dana White was at, at the studio. To, I mean, uh we were at Apex <laughs> Center talking to Dana White. I'm airing it in my newscast. So I'm here, you know, I'm paying attention to all the shows. Yeah. And I was watching the reality show, but the reality show was a big hype train. For the first main for the first card. So when yeah, I saw I wasn't sense. gonna keep getting that, I was like, oh well, I'm off. I'm not gonna just keep, I'm not just gonna <laughs> wait for power slap to to to, get, to enter my but it, it it was bubbling and it probably is bubbling. Dana White screwed something before, but I would say slam ball, I'm taking way more serious than, than the power slap. <laughs> Dana White need to go get behind that one. Yeah. Facts. To the moon. Yeah, to the moon. But uh oh. that's about it, fellas. This this has been a this has been a good one. Great one. Listen to Utopia after this. I, I'm looking forward hey, to your thoughts. I am. I got about an hour in me left. Bro. I got to go call it a night. <laughs> On me. <laughs> so you it might get the sample size. But, uh, yeah, man, we, we're we going to keep checking in, keep talking about what, need, what we need to talk about on here. And uh, as the regular seasons approach, the Fantasy League – Trust and believe is going to be popping. The conversations on that is, you know, going to be consistent, and we're going to keep on dropping. What believe. Bar Scott say? Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Shout out to the guys for coming on the pod, man. I bet you couldn't tell, but that was the first time Shiv and Omar had ever had a conversation together because it was that authentic. <laughs> Y'all thought I was playing when I said that we had a diesel-sized podcast dropping today. 
because we're not done yet, folks. We got Kendall coming in, keep the energy up. He's gonna wake it up, no doubt about it. My brother has a story to tell. He done did time serving our country. He's lived in several states and he has that Atlanta swag. So graduating senior, Bowie State University, get that degree, my brother. Go ahead, let's get right to it. Uh-oh, can I get a blue? Bye. You know? What up, dog? What up? What up? What up? Top of the tops. It is uh 818 Pacific on a Saturday for me. Kendall's a 18 Eastern. <laughs> Kendall's a couple hours ahead of me. He's a whole, you know, frame ahead of me in his day. <laughs> I'm uh behind him right now, but I'm really, really, really stoked to get you on here, bro. This is uh this is my dog, man. Connected out here in Las Vegas from the jump, you know, cross paths and you know, walked next to each other for a nice good while while we were out here together and made what yeah. will be a lifelong relationship, whether we like it or not. <laughs> you was thugging it, man. What's up, dog? Man, I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. What's up, everybody, man? It's your boy Kendall, man. Yeah, we was yeah, we was thugging it in Vegas, man. Uh 2018 through 2020 Vegas, man. If he was there, what a time to be alive, man. It was a run. It was a run. Yeah, it was it was a great time. I, I was talking to uh Skyler at Conclave actually, and um and some of the uh uh guys from, from Vegas, and I was just telling them how like I didn't really understand what was happening until I came out east. Like, cause being out east out here, DC, Baltimore, bro whole different ball game from a lot of perspectives that we're going to get into as we continue to talk. But man, it's, yeah. it's, it's a different world. It's a different world. It's, it's a different caliber of people, man. Um, not in a bad way, but just like I said, just every AO is different. LA going to be different from Vegas. Vegas going to be different from Maryland. Maryland going to be different from Atlanta and so on mm -hmm. and so forth. So it's you, uh, you touching right on top of everything, man. We're going to get right into all of that because uh, that that's why I got you on here, man. If I want to catch it up. Like I said, you my dog. We we haven't got a chance to do this in a while, so this will feel good. But yeah. we start with shout outs here on the pod, man. Um, I will let you go first if you got anything you want to shout out. We'll get right into it. All right, man. Hey, you got to shout out the chapter. Shout out to them Pizeta boys. You know what I'm saying? I'm we the Pizeta boys because you know they ain't really had nobody. But hey, you know, <laughs> shout out to the chapter. Shout out to the home team. I mean, shout out to the Ropa Sororas. Love y'all. Miss y'all. Uh, Shout out to Bush State University, man. Shout and, out to the home team. Shout out to the home teams because you got yeah. you might have a couple flags. You might yeah, have a you know, flags. you know what I'm saying? Hey, shout out to all my lovely ladies, man. I ain't gonna say no name. Y'all know who y'all is, man. Shout out to the lovely ladies, man. You know, a little tip of the hat, cowboy style. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, that's all I got, man. You know, everybody know who they is, man. Shout out to the chapter, shout out to the home team, shout out to the fresh, shout out to the Sororas. shout out to all the homies, shout out to my grandma, R.I.P. You know what I mean? Miss your grandma. Man, two, oh. time, two times on that. Yeah, man. But yeah, man, let's get into it, bro. Yeah, I, as far I, as I, the... I'll, I'll get my, uh, I'll get my shout oh, out. Gotta man. Get yours. You gotta get yours. I, I wanted to throw a shout out to uh, my man, former ESPN personality, currently got his hand in a whole lot of pots. But Michael Smith, formerly mm. of the His and Hers podcast, the Six mm -hmm. on Sports Center with Jamel Hill, because I just hit uh. What, what year was that? 2015. Oh, damn. We're going to stop counting. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, he's the first journalist, media figure, talking head 
TV personality that I ever, you know, came face to face with. And it happened on a humbug right after my high school graduation and a couple of weeks, months that I had before I moved to Texas. And I was downtown LA with my cousin Morgan. Shout out to my cousin Morgan. She's like my sister. And we're going to Smash Burger at LA Live, you know, right across the street from, you know, in the plaza behind Staples Center. Now the Microsoft something theater, you know, it's something else now. <laughs> but when it was the Nokia Theater, everybody remembers Nokia Center, maybe. We're in line of Smashburger. I'm like, yo, that's Michael Smith right there. Because he was part of ESPN LA, which filmed at Nokia Live. I don't know what this Nokia place was called now. <laughs> but I shot, you know, I, I hit him up. That that picture, I just, it popped in my head for some reason. And I was like, you know what? That was right around this time. I looked back and it, I was like, I missed the year anniversary mark by like a couple of days. Yeah. And he, I was like, Morgan was like, hey, well, I got my camera on me. We were out here just vibing. We went to the Grammy Museum that day. Um you know, vibe Central Park, I think. And she was like, you got to go get a picture. I got the camera and everything. You got the suit and tie on. Like, you got the LeBron jersey on. Like, you got to go get it. And I'll probably repost this for reference. But he told me, man, I was like, hey, what would you tell somebody who who just wants to kind of get on that path? And he said, um, he said, just write. Just write. Trust, you know, what you're doing for one. If you have that hunger and that passion, it's going to get you there. And then as in the process, write, you know, write and read that builds your argument making, it builds your vocabulary, it builds your foundation for communication. And mm -hmm. that will in turn prepare you to be on any platform in any capacity and confidently do so. And mm -hmm. I ran into him again on a humbug NBA Summer League a couple of years later. I got mm -hmm. passes, he got passes where, you know, at Thomas and Mack Center. I'm like, yo, Michael Smith, and Mike, show them the picture. You feel me? And he was like, hey, man, show me around here. I ain't never been to Thomas and Mac. And, uh, you know, Summer League, this is actually my first time at Summer League. We ended up shooting it. You know what I mean? And that was a that was a crazy full circle. And we just, we gonna keep it rolling, man. So. Yeah, that's dope. Shout out to Michael Smith. Yeah, got that little story in there on record on the pod. So, like you said, man, let's get into it. We're gonna start with this Greekdom. You feel uh -huh. me? The Divine Nine, ladies and gentlemen, because like I said, that's uh just one of the connections that we have as bros. Yeah, we met, and I so when I came to UNLV, I was already Greek. Shout out to New Zeta, you know that is a chapter of the you know state chapter of the year award winning campus chapter of the war of the year award winning multiple time. They hold the belt over there, people's chapter, people's fraternity. Shout out to Dominique Hill. Shout out to, man, like I said, shout out to my Dean Jonah. Shout out to all the Spring 17, Spring 16 pro fights, like you said. Shout out I to didn't get, I didn't get a chance to, so I had to properly. Right, yeah. Shout out to Josh <laughs> Kelly, too. Shout out to my man, Josh Kelly, man. Shout out to Josh, man. He in the gym, he didn't got right, too. Shout out to my man, JK, man. Hey, yeah, man, nothing but real. Nothing but, that's why I love Sigma, man. Yeah. Anyway, I really, I really got to see what that was all about this summer um, at a larger scale, because, you know, Texas. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. So in my transition, Texas culture that it hit me so heavy coming from L.A., not knowing a damn thing about Greek life, not having any of it in my, you know, that I was aware of in my family that I, right. you know, saw ever exposed, ever exposed to. I go down there. It's in the fabric like it's heavy. And, and I'm like, man. oh, this is dope. These feel like the movers and shakers. 
I'm naturally gravitated towards, hey, what what is this about? And mm-hmm. as you learn what it's about, if it's for you, it's for you. But it's about being with like-minded individuals and let's, you know, let's work, let's, let's grow. But mm-hmm. you come, I, I transferred then to, you know, came back home out West, ended up at UNLV semester later, culture is completely different. But what was not different was immediately met a diverse group of bros that I felt like I had known for a long time and are genuinely brothers. Shout out to Nick, shout out to EJ. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Off off jump, met him day one. On my first day, you know, I I, I, put, I shared scripture with myself that day. I was like, he who wants friends must show himself friendly. And on that yeah. day, I met Michaela, I met Nick, I met EJ, I met Quisha, I met Tati. You feel me? And these are all connections I'm glad to have made, but the, it was still so different. The structure, the spotlight, the, in, you know, the kind of influence, the perception of the GDIs, it was so different. But like the the org and the bond, everything else was still, this, you know, that's like riding a bike. So mm-hmm. it's a culture shock, depending on where you are. And you've been active recently, man. So you, you've been at Clave, you've been, your chapter's been going crazy. You know, so let me know what you've seen out here recently, man, on your war it's, tour. It's been a, it's been amazing, you know, because like when you in Vegas and you in one city, it's hard to really understand just how big your organization is when you at that chapter, when you at that place. Like if you go to Grambling and you ain't never really been outside of Louisiana, then like it's kind of hard to tell like in just how big of a scope things are, how big of a scale it is. And that's kind of what I've been more keen on as I've traveled and gone around and gone from, you know, from the West Coast, out in Vegas, out LA uh, area, and coming out here. Because when you travel from chapter to chapter and you go from city to city, you really get a good understanding of how we work in different places at a large level. Like in Vegas, it was only two chapters in the whole state, which is crazy. But out Maryland, it's like in a, in, in a hundred mile radius, it's like 12 chapters. 12 different schools. You got Morgan State, Bowie State. You got the schools in D.C. You got uh, University of Maryland, Eastern Shore. You got University of Maryland, College Park. You got um, uh, 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 Salisbury, Frostburg. You know what I'm so all, all these different universities. Howard. You got all these different schools and all these different chapters. Alpha, so Alpha chapter. Yeah. Alpha, Alpha chapter. chapter. You know, down the street, down the highway. Yeah, literally down the street. Like, if I got on my car right now, it'd probably take me 20 minutes to get to the uh, chapter monument or the, the fraternity monument on Howard's campus. The plot. So, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so, like I said, we didn't have plots, right? So, it's like all of that adds to, like, a different type of culture. And, like, it's kind of different because at UNLV, where we was at, like, say, a Paisata chapter, it was much harder to recruit. It was much harder to... Well, you know... Elements, you know? It it was it's when you get to Las Vegas, you realize it's Sin City. Yeah. And what is unique and I also found a, a, a value in and an appreciation for was that, you know, it's tailored to what it is out here. We know it's not a hey, we run this in terms of everything, but we do on the low have brothers right. everywhere. We can talk right. about brothers in police department, brothers in the state legislature. We can talk right. about brothers in politics. You feel me? But regional directors right and you realize that it works hand in hand pi zeta the U- chapter at unlv undergrad chapter we were a part of and epsilon psi the graduate chapter which mm-hmm. is actively bringing in new men in las vegas and 
as you kind of transition from UNLV, you have this bigger, like this lifelong thing we got, we're a part of, um, have the pleasure to be a part of. Mm -hmm. You, you know, it works in unison almost. And it's like, okay, well, it's different. You know what I mean? It was a very unique, a very unique landscape. Like at UNLV, like I said, we're trying to preach on the things that are most important to the organization and best represent the organization. And that's the brotherhood scholarship and service. That's the social, the social, edu- or social action, education, bigger, better business, Sigma beta clubs. Like that's the stuff that makes Sigma what it is as on, like I said, on the large scale of things, but like I said, the cats, that's not even fresh, you know, it's hardly out of high school, 21, 22, 23 in that environment at UNLV, it was harder to kind of make that appealing as it is to us. Cause we already members, we know what it is, but yeah. at, at, at uh, Bowie state, for example, it's rather than us having to really kind of come to them, they are more willing to come to us. And so, yeah. And so there's good and there's bad about that, to be honest. Like I said, the thing about it is, is, you know, we weren't really big on the strolling, the stepping. Like we would bust it out when we had to, when we had that, we had that. Yeah, we got, we got the flavor. We we got the, yeah, we we had the capability, but we were, the reason why the, the Piazeta chapter and the reason why I was so proud of us at, at UNLV once leaving and going away to somewhere else is we were doing everything we were supposed to do as best that we could. And so like having community service events, having, like I said, the symposiums and the forums and having those connections on the campus with the students and some of the faculty and having Sigma have a great positive reputation and things like right. that. We were doing Despite the environment we were in, we were doing a, those a things. Net, a network on that campus. Yeah, and a I network, say, network of influence. Yeah, and the, and, the, and like I said, the the, the 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 things we were on at at UNLV, it was so great. At Bowie, however, like yeah, I was in the athletics. Nick Nick was in the student union. Yeah, we, we doing had a big thing. We had a doing his thing. Brian doing a legal route. Graduate. Right. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, we had two Hispanic brothers. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know. Oh it was yeah, like, man. We, our, we our charter, one of our charter members was a white he, guy. We 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 the first to branch out to Nevada State. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, we was doing <laughs> it, bro. Like we was doing it. You know, like and I, it, at the time, it didn't seem like we was doing much to us. Probably but we had it in us. We had it in the us. The old heads was hitting on us about doing more and blah 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 blah. But like in hindsight, bro, like we were really getting it done. Like, I, if we weren't out West, like, if we were doing that same situation in the Midwest or in the South or out East, we probably would have got some recognition on a, on a higher level because stuff that we were doing, man, it was, I mean, and it's the small stuff, turning in PIAs, turning in all the forms and all that type of stuff on time. It was those little things, you know what I'm saying, yeah. that, you know, sometimes can go remiss when the environment you're in kind of turns your head different directions. Like I said, for example, the one thing that this Bowie State School got on UNLV the women, no contest, none. No what contest. you mean? What you mean? What you, how, as far as like how they look, as far as how they look, and like on a regular Tuesday afternoon at Bowie State University, man, this HBCU of mine, founded in eighteen sixty five. It's like golly, it's like wow, like just, just, just a lot of eye candy, man. Just to be honest, a lot of people women. Uh, not saying they women at UNLV. Yeah. But they're all, but like I said, in this environment, HBCU, it's all black women for the most part. Like it's all us. It's all us. So it's like it's a level. And it's like, it's like we all, it's like we all in the office, though. It's not like right. We're it. And a level, the level of engagement is different. So it's like, you know, just the things that are important to the fraternity sorority life at an HBCU is different than at UNLV. 
So, for example, the, just the, the overall Reds, culture too. But yeah, yeah, the overall, yeah. Like for example, the Reds at UNLV, five, six, seven, eight. I think it was max. Um, with the Kappas, four or five. With us, one or two. With the um, the Alphas didn't didn't actually have a line. I think while I was there, um, yeah. The Q's only a handful, but here that's not the case. Like I said, the on Reds, line, yeah, on the line, they just put out like thirty something odd. Uh, Girls, like I said, uh, uh, the Kappas, they put out nine, and then they put out five, and then they put out this, and then they put out that. So it's like the overall train of D9-ness is like just pushing through the station a lot much, like, uh, yeah. faster. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot more. Kind of like a little, you know, ch- ch- we pushing it, but it's it's a little bit slower chugging along the track yeah. versus here. It's just like a push. Yeah. And the school provides out of resources, gives them a lot of um, uh, uh, deference, so to speak, and like I said, they kind of run a lot of their things through the fraternity life and sorority life versus at UNLV. UNLV was doing this thing and Greek life and sorority life was kind of off to the side a little bit. But here at the HBCU, they're more closely intertwined. Like I said, a lot of the faculty even are former or, uh, or former students of Bowie State or former students at some other HBCU. Like I've had two professors, for example, that are Kappas. So when we have the, the when the Kappas had a first day of school cook out here, the, the professors that's about to teach you in a couple hours, they out here on the plot kicking it too. And that's just a different. Yeah. You, you're not going to socialize yeah. with your teachers at UNLV like that. If you catch yeah. him at the subway, you're going to like low key try to duck them. Like, oh, there go Professor Johnson. Like, oh, but here, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's different. But with the Greek yeah. life, I think I will say that I think it's different nowadays, post COVID. I'm fall 19. And I got it right before, got in right before COVID. I, I do think that we need to have that moratorium, which is something that we've discussed before. And something I said on Instagram before is because the things that are most important about the Greek life are no longer at the forefront, in my opinion. In my opinion. As somebody who's observed, like I said, these last couple of crossing seasons, 20, 21, 22, spring and fall and summer lines, I'm realizing that, like I said, we're losing some of like what we were based around. So, for example, you, Nick, uh, uh, EJ, um, Jonathan, different set of profiles, different set, totally different set. Like I said, Jonathan had kids, been married. EJ was a very mature guy. Nick, very mature guy. And look, like I said, a little bit older. Like I said, when I came to y'all, I was 22. Like I said, y'all were a little, already a little bit ahead. And so the type of stuff that y'all were on and, and the type of things that y'all were built of was the perfect pro-fight, neo-fight, big brother, little brother situation. Now, I know that that type of situation is replicated all over the place. I've seen that as right. well. However, I do believe that those situations that we found ourselves in when it was my turn to come through and come into the organization, I do think that those nowadays are more so outliers than the norm. And the whole point of it is to have, like I said, the guy who's kind of like the big brother kind of help leading you along, both not even just in Sigma, but like I said, maybe like I said, in a literal sense, because like I said, he's probably a little bit older, got a little bit more experience. But now what I'm noticing is the more of the norm is you got a cat who come in spring 21, uh, bless you, and then fall, he's already a pro fight. And he already got five, six, seven, eight, nine. And it's like, well, bro, you still a neophyte yourself. And you are, let's say, maybe 21 years old. And then you just just brought in uh, uh, a sophomore class and they're 20 or they're 19. Yeah. 
And it's like y'all are y'all are more so cohorts than y'all are on the big brother, maybe little brother type of situation. Cause y'all yeah. not that far apart in age, y'all not that far apart in experience. And y'all are probably, you know, on some of the same things, which is why y'all probably get down, which is fine. But what I mean is this if one bro is the social media bro, then all y'all can't be the social media bro. If one or two or three or four of the bros is the social bro that he's getting the girls, getting the guys, you know what I'm saying? Then all y'all can't be that. The point should be that y'all all have specializations or certain talents or certain abilities that make y'all diverse, which makes you more competitive. So what I've noticed is it's more copy and pasting going on nowadays versus the type of diversity that we will want. Now, see, Sigma, I'm going to speak specifically for Sigma. We already got our certain qualms about how we wanted to be as an organization as far as being inclusive, right, rather than exclusive, right, inclusive we versus exclusive we and all that good stuff. So with us, I don't see it as much. But like I said, with Greek overall, I definitely see it more so of a cronyism, if you will, not nepotism. Yeah. nepotism hey, is- OK, I love I love coining new 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 vernacular. You feel me? So but not nepotism, because nepotism, it means that we're, it has to have a blood relation. But like it's more so like cronyism nowadays. Yeah, and, no, I've, heard, I've heard brothers say just because you're my boy, you don't need to be my brother. Exactly, or just because you're my homegirl, don't mean you need to be my sister. Because we might have a great friendship as as homegirls or homeboys, but you maybe are not the best fit, nor do you accurately represent most of the time the type of things that my organization is about. Because like for example, here, here here's one thing that I've noticed that. This would never would happen at Paisata. Never. It would never happen at Paisata. Not while we were around. Not in our instance. Like to, to 2018 to 2020, this this wouldn't have happened. So, you know, I got to keep it vague, man, because I don't want to put nobody on no spots. So, you know, I just try <laughs> to exercise this overall opinion that we're discussing here, right? Hey. But like I said, when it comes to, like I said, um, certain things, like where where it's reputation, certain certain acts of behavior, you know, just, just certain things that, you know, Pi Zeta, you know what I'm saying, News Zeta, we're we, we not on that. We're not on that. We are 100% supportive of the opposite sex. We are 100% respectful of the opposite sex. Don't mean we always going to agree with y'all. Don't mean it's always going to be peaches and cream. But we're on the same team, and we're going to act like that, you know. Um, the one thing I can mm-hmm. say about the newer Greeks, the newer Greeks not humble, man. The newer Greeks, and this is why I believe the moratorium is necessary. Well, maybe not a complete moratorium, but just an undergrad moratorium. Grad roles, y'all can do what y'all can do. But and grad sisters, y'all can do what y'all do. But the undergrad, I I do believe that there needs to be a little bit of a of a of a, a microscope or a, a, a magnifying glass <laughs> put on that joint just so we can make sure that we're, we're not a, just we're, we're sticking to the value. Yeah, because the one thing that I had too was an actual recruitment process. I came, I started at UNLV fall 18 and y'all like say, y'all felt it out. Y'all felt it out. Like, yeah, he's social check. Got it. Cool. And because you weren't, you weren't 18, you weren't fresh out of high school in there. You were, you were a grown man already. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't like we had to treat you like you were some youngin. You're older than me. Yeah. Our situation was a little different. Yeah. It was was a mutual respect as a man. That's, you know, it's kind of sort of a difference too, man. Uh, let's try and weave because I like what you said. A lot of copy and pasting, a lot of you know cronyism. I, I like what you said because this is these are conversations that 
you know, shout out to all the pro fights. Shout out to all the, all the I'm talking, you know, I'm talking the fall spring 08s. I'm talking, you know, shout out, you know, to to the 10, to the 10 and belows, you know, to the 90s who we're still having conversations with because they, you know, they've got a heart for this thing. And we that's what we all want. We all want to make sure that it's being upheld and heralded and defend defended properly. That's what the old days about conclave. Conclave, it was really reinforcing that type of stuff, which is good, which is what's needed. And, you know? let, let's get that in where we are kind of modern day mixed with this Florida situation because yeah, Greek organizations, we all have national convocations and convince, you know, national meetings where we all come together and mm-hmm. take care of business. And we also mm-hmm. bring our business to that metro city that we hosted in every it's usually you know it's annual or biannual give and take regional you know just on a step smaller scale but the national convention is a real big deal and florida was sort of up up next on the on the on the itinerary for a couple organizations sigma Mm -hmm. included Mm -hmm. and florida governor ron DeSantis. i cover this in news and the florida board of education they passed a new policy where the education around and the curriculum around slavery is being amended, along with a lot of other anti-woke is the term you being used, a lot, along with a lot of other anti-woke legislation that's changing the narrative. And let's just keep it stacked. It's, it's something that is an attack on the culture on black people on us because you you want us to devalue our story and you want to change the truth and in this i'm going to weave in a shout out to kamala harris because i'm talking to us a lot of people were quick to want to throw the but kamala ain't but kamala did this but she ain't really one of them there was a lot of that and i didn't really appreciate it as the campaign was playing out when she was running for vice president and because it's like oh at the end of the day it's like all right bro so what's your you prefer we get mid round you, you prefer a uh you prefer mike pence mm-hmm. you, you prefer the status quo white man that we've had in this position for eons mm-hmm. yeah let's push let's get behind this this is a sister we got this is a greek sister we got shout out to aka and yeah. what she's done She's more vocal, more present, more heard than President Biden is, and she don't back and she don't back down, bro. I'm I'm watching these news clips. I'm seeing where they're at every day. She don't stand down when she speaks. Yeah, that's that's And you think that having a vice president that's a woman, a, but on a smaller scale, just you know. We got the name Harris in the in the in the presidential administration. How do you think that make a guy like me feel? <laughs> Fact, that's your last name. Feel make you feel like anything's possible. You feel me? And <laughs> so I just not thought about that. Yeah, that show is your last name too. It's right? like you know what I'm saying. Hey, Kamala. Hey, reach out, man. We gotta we gotta we gotta tap in, Kimfo. <laughs> I feel you. The yeah. family reunion. We were working on it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna be like, hey, um, hey, wish you could be like Rick Ross, pocket full of weed, side of the White House. <laughs> we gonna be out there like the Pimper Butterfly album cover. Let's get it. Yeah, tight. Yeah, we built that. 
We built that. <laughs> tight. Hey, so, tight. You know, I wanted to do that on on a, on a platform to some extent. Shout out to Kamala, man. This is yeah. two years into it. This is you know. Look, you telling me this wasn't this isn't meaningful. So, going back to Florida. Yeah. Alpha Phi Alpha, first organization founded in the D nine Black fraternity. Members include Martin Luther King and so on and so forth. But need I say less? Yeah. Need I say more? Great, great roster of men. Shout out to the Alpha, man. Very good, Marshall. Stop it. All right. Yeah. Um, they decided to change, they decided to change locations. Respect. Conversation yeah, was had immediately, you know, amongst brothers and Sigma, because like we said, we just wrapped up in Clave this month. And they were and, talking about it. They were talking right. about it. We on, you on know, next location was announced. You can speak to that. Yeah. Um, and we're in Florida and there's you can kind of fall on two sides. Like you said, shout out to Sky. There's one mindset of, all right, well, look, this is an opportunity for social action because this is, I guess, like I said, an attack on our culture out here we can be a part of the of rectifying that you can also feel which is a which is an opinion that we shared i was like yeah we can still address the topic i'm not a fan of bringing our business and our dollars there yeah that's they, the part they, it, it's not deserving it's not welcoming and like i said we can we can still we can still tear us down and taking that you know sort of boycott stance and that's you know that's intentional as well but you might lose some of the impact, like we said, of being on the front line. We, we've got Huey Newtons and Al Sharptons in our organization, you know, brothers that didn't just stand down. And yeah. it's like, all right, well, we have that opportunity to be on the front line of it. Let's not do that. Let's get in there and let's get, you know, let's get our hands, let's get our elbows dirty. You know what I mean? And let, let's, let's be on the front line of it. Um, and there's no right or wrong. And that's the conversation that needs to be had and discussed and agreed upon. And if, hey, if you do want to change, what's the alternative? Let's plan it out. You know, what are we doing then, too? That, that's, yeah. that's a real thing. So the Kappas had theirs at in Tampa just uh, like I think it, I think it ended last week um, or the week before. Um, so like I said, we so we had ours in Houston. And so while the while the mob was down in Houston, there was talks because five Beta Sigma has already issued a statement before, previously, before this news about the changing the education stuff up and to, to change it to say that slavery gave, you know, them skills rather than it, it, painting it as if it was a positive thing. Not, oh, they just so happened to get these 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 skills because they literally had no other choice but to develop those skills because they couldn't go to school, couldn't eat, couldn't read, hardly couldn't. And all these other things that we already know and we're familiar with when it comes to history of slavery, but um, a lot of brothers were whispering like, hey, you know, if it's in Tampa, I'm not I personally am not going to support it. Um, and for those who don't know, like say if for people who is from Wisconsin or who's from L.A. or whatever, who may not be privy to like just kind of the history of Florida. I'm, I study history in school and I'm, that's that's how I'm trained as a historian. So I just want to drop these two little tidbits for you real quick. Google the name Willie James Howard. Um, a young boy who was killed in Florida. I'm going to tell you why. Go learn you something willie james howard looked that name up and also um i'm a i'm a uh, georgia bulldogs fan back-to-back national champs but the florida gators um that's their mascot right the florida gators so for gators uh they used to take babies just keep it short and sweet they used to take black babies and put them in the in the waterways the swamps the lakes the rivers the streams 
and literally use like black babies as bait to get the gators to come out and then they would hunt the gators. So like I said, Florida is not exactly wow. the safest place. Yeah, it's not exactly the safest place for black people. Um, historically speaking, um, we can say that for a lot of places in America, honestly, but as somebody who grew up right next door in Georgia, you know, that's where Trayvon Martin was killed. Rest, rest in peace to him. Jordan Davis was also uh, uh, in Florida. So for a long time now, Florida has not been the greatest place. Um, it, it's normally for most people. Hasn't been thought, the safest place for us. Right. We think of Miami. We think of, you know, Orlando, Disney World, which is, you know, fairly good locations. You know, I've been to Disney World before. I haven't been to Miami. But like I said, those are just two little cities in a whole state, just like Atlanta and Georgia, for example. There's one city in a whole state. So Atlanta might be black, but, you you know, you go too far this way, this way, this way, this way. And it ain't so black, but um, Alpha is taking a stance and pulling their dollars away. I think that that's significant because if we wanted, if we want to make an impact, I think that there's multiple ways to do that. And one way that I think that black people don't investigate enough is hitting people in their pockets. We try to we try to gauge people on the emotional spectrum and to get them to feel bad and oh, it's so moral wrong. obligation, sort of yeah. And that's good. But at the same time we're doing that, I think we need to exercise certain other options. So the Alphas choosing to pull their pull their support from the state of Florida to pull their money out of the economy of Florida. I think that is I think that the blood, the brothers that are in Florida that probably were looking forward to that. I know that they're probably perturbed a little bit because, you know, they wanted their chapter to have the chance to host and all those things, because for those who don't know, for the for the people not affiliated with any organization, basically the way it works is. Um, at least for Sigmas, I'm pretty sure it's certain similar in, in other organizations. They rotate through the regions. And so each city is chosen. And then whatever city is chosen, the host chapters from that city, the undergrad universities um, and the graduate chapters or whatever, they combine on a team, on a committee. And they basically, along with IHQ, International Headquarters, they rally and go back and forth and basically go over the whole planning process for that conclave and that's how you that's how those happen so i know that the florida brothers are probably a little sad some of them but at the same time it, it might have even been from from some of the florida brothers for all we know that made the suggestion and then you know uh nationals went with it but that's i hope true, that, man. that that presents a good thing you do need to kind of consider what the florida bros opinions are and um it, it, but and it also by deciding to still host it there it presents the opportunity for that divisive wrench to get in there and like you said make kind of make some bros be like well if that's the case i'm not really feeling it or i'm out or i'm good or the bros who may not be in every meeting but are coming for the fellowship and are coming for you know to reunite with their bros and see bros and have that kind of space mm -hmm. might not make it out to this one because they're cool on going to florida so yeah. it, it's it's an interesting it's really interesting it we got some time for it to kind of play out i think that uh greet 101 here at dhu has been a a good first first session mm -hmm. and uh kindle somebody that can just really kind of speak on that man because like we, we alluded to at the beginning and all throughout he made this transition from the west coast to the east coast he got here already like i said in full swing has a story to tell been in combat been in hawaii been like we said rapping the 404 all day long and you oh, know what man. i mean talk about 
how you're rounding the curve right now, man, because you about to hit that finish line, bro. I'm happy for you, dog. Finally, bro, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, um, it's been quite a journey. It's been quite a journey, man. Um, I, I started, like I said, I started in Las Vegas uh, when I got out the Army Fall 2018. And, um, yeah, it's, it's funny to think back to that time now because I feel like I was such a so much younger, but it was only, you know, a handful of years ago. So I started at UNLV, um, had got out the Army. Uh, I had got a divorce. My wife left me, so that was pretty funny. Um, she more or less just changed her mind on that. We got together. She was... You know, all about me. Thought it was going to be for everything. You know, uh, I was willing to keep my vows, but we got to Las Vegas, fell on some hard times. She changed her mind. So, hey, nothing wrong with, with having good intentions. And yeah, you know, it is, li- it is. Living, have, living, living and learning. Yeah, I ain't, I, it's, I ain't got no bitterness about it. You know what I'm saying? I wish her the best and all. You know what I'm saying it just, it just helped me grow into who I am today. So, for that, I'm thankful. But yeah, uh, started to fall. Um, tried to get on Five Beta Sigma actually in the spring of 2019, but. That's a whole story. I don't even feel like telling right now. Long story short, the oh, guys yeah, me wasn't even with me. So hey, I so it's a long road, brother. Yeah, I'm searching for five beta. It sure is. Yeah. And then uh summertime rolls around, come back in the fall. I get on solo deuce October 29th, 2019. I come into the organization. Um, along this path, though, of me being in Las Vegas, you know, there's a lot of tumultuousness going on mentally. Um, a lot of growth happened in a short amount of time. I had a, a dope girlfriend at the time. A girl who was who was fantastic, um, still is fantastic. I still talk to her from time to time. But one thing that I want to say for any guy that hears this, this is what I want. This is one thing I want to capitalize on with my experiences from Vegas. So Vegas had a lot of women who were I'm going to just keep it, keep it a buck down for whatever, for the most part. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Like if you were a cool guy. So me and Daryl, we both six footers, man. You know, what I mean, we was. We weren't we weren't in our prime athletic days anymore, but we still had the bill for it though, right? So I'm just gonna be honest. Like I said, if you were able to, you know, have some confidence, have some swag about you, oh, you're not from Vegas. Oh, you I mean, you you was gonna be all right. You was gonna be all right. I mean, I, I just wanna me, say you know, it wasn't in our prime uh physically. Meanwhile, we got Kendall on here. Y'all gonna see looking like damn Bobby Lashley. <laughs> right now hey i mean i, I said i was like saying when i was in vegas like i said i wasn't like this i was a little bit bigger right you feel me shout out to the mark to the instant jiu-jitsu shout out to the grind my hey, brother's over you, here I'll looking you, like a monster not like who my brother's looking like he's about to kimbo slice you right now don't try him yeah, the, the one thing i wanted to mention was fellas listen when it comes to women you are always going to want all the you always going to want more than one chick the only thing that matters is how you approach that and your attitude and like how you deal with that. So, for example, when I was with the girl I was with in Vegas, I had never felt this feeling before of wanting to really get with another chick while I'm with a chick that I actually like and I rock with and ain't nothing wrong with her. So I would just say to, to young men, to men out there, you know what I'm saying, be cautious. If you if you with somebody and she doing right by you and you getting urges for, for other women, hey, that's on you. You can act on them and blow your shit up possibly or you can control yourself you know what i'm saying and navigate it in a way that'd be more beneficial to you so um that was my little I, 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 putting some putting a cherry on top of that i will say for you know like you said men if you're listening just we're, we're having you know real talk growing up conversations i've been saying that for a while now i might have to make that a little serious title but yeah, yeah no if you want to have a clear conscious with the way things play out and whatever standing you're in, whatever situation you're in, 
it requires you to have the discipline to know that you didn't do X, Y, and Z. Right. Because once you do, you've, you know, opened Pandora's box in that regard. And you cannot close it back. Yep. You, you know, and so, put all that shit back inside and try yeah, to stuff. It, it ain't might, like a suitcase where you can put your knee on that bitch and zip yeah. it up. You'd be good. Nah, you nah. No, it's a jacket. No, bro. It's it's it land. Like you, you done you done drop some landmines and you don't know where they at. Right. And it, yeah. it's, it's it's real. So you have you do have that, you have that power to control your decision making. And know that what you know, if you didn't, if you know that you've been solid, you can live with yourself a lot easier at the end of the day. But you live and you learn, man. You live and you learn. So that's why we're sharing these nuggets, just you know, so hopefully it uh it sticks somewhere. You know, while we at it, we're talking about nuggets and listen, I'm 27, fellas, for whoever hears it, I'm 27 years old. If you are in college, about to go to college. If this is your path, see, some of y'all going to go to HVAC school. Some of y'all going to go to the service. Yeah. Some of y'all going to do other things. But like specifically for the college environment, there's there's three things or maybe two things off the top I want to tell you. Because you're going to deal with women. You're going to deal with women, it, especially if you go to HBCU because they're going to be smaller, less people, so on and so forth. Be honest about all your dealings and everything that you're doing and allow women to choose whether they want to get with that or not. Like write that one down. I'm gonna say it again. Be hmm. honest with dealings with women and everything that you're doing, and let them decide if they want to get with it or get or or not. Like for example, I go to the gym every day. I go to the gym. I do. I read my books. I try to study stuff and be on top of stuff like topics and news and stuff like that. So that's my routine. That's what I do, and I'm honest about my dealings with other women. Now, if if it doesn't work for her, I say, okay, hey, no problem. I see why it doesn't work for you. If it does work for her, great. Welcome to the team. Like I, I like I don't don't overcomplicate certain things. You know what I'm saying? Be honest with your dealings with women, and don't get into no relationship. Don't do that. If you are 18 years old, 19, 20, 21, 22, and you about to go to a state university or or, or university of some kind, like don't do it. Like I just just listen to what I'm saying. Just don't do it. If you're in a relationship already, if you're in a relationship already. Work it out. Make it happen. Try as best as you can. Them girls at the car, at, at school ain't nothing. So make it happen with the one you got if you already in something as best as you can. If it doesn't work out, don't get into another one. Just trust me on that. Because what's going to happen is what we talk about right now. You're going to you're gonna go to the college. You're going to go to the place you're at, whether it's the, the military, wherever. And you're going to see a lot of women you want to deal with. And you might like one or two for real. You got, you just, got, some, you got some learning and some growing to do. Exactly. And just because you like a woman, this is something that I got learned that I learned in Las Vegas during my Las Vegas era. Just because you like a woman and just because y'all vibe well and y'all are cool or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Maybe the physical is good. That don't really mean nothing but what I just said. That don't mean I need to be in a relationship, though, because every chick that you like and you meet that you cool with and stuff, y'all, I mean, if you're not an asshole, bro, you are probably going to vibe. Like, that's what it was like for you and me, bro. Like, when we was in Vegas, like I said, most of the chicks that we dealt with or talked to, whether it was platonic or not, it was a cool vibe because we, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it was cool like that. But that don't mean that we needed to get into a relationship with each and every one of them. It just mean we had a cool vibe, man. So, yeah, that was Vegas, man. Vegas taught me how to be self-sufficient. I got kicked out of my first apartment in Vegas. I got my second apartment in Vegas, you know, um, COVID hit while we were in Vegas. So it was it was a lot of adjustments, a lot of on-the-fly adjustments. You know, we came out the huddle calling uh, Blue 42 Streak. 
But then we got out to the field and saw that the, 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 the cornerback was hovering in the middle of the field. So we had to call a go route and just send him straight straight down the field. Like, you know what I mean? So it was a lot of that, a lot of on-the-fly adjustment. Um, moving to D.C. and Baltimore. And I, it was what's also interesting, too, I didn't get to mention, you've uh, <laughs> you've walked a path that, that's very similar to mine in terms of your undergrad years. Just mm-hmm. in, in, in being somewhere and sort of unexpectedly, but following what feel you know following what feels right and doing what you got to do and put having a pretty big transition and then all right bet let's make it happen uh, you know I've learned I've learned a thing or two let's keep learning let, let, let's you know keep we not deterred and by any means to, to yeah. finish to finish the path but yeah so go you can go ahead and wrap up with uh with, with how it's been out there and how it feels now because yeah man it's earned Cern, bro. Yeah. It's not easy. Man, it's it's funny how, man, when, when stuff, when certain things start to click, man, they start to click. Because a lot of the lessons, a lot of the game, a lot of the lumps that I had to take when I was in Vegas, when I got to D.C., Baltimore, when I got here to Bowie, bro, from a lot of perspectives, I've had it in the palm of my hand, bro. Like, like as far as, like, my motivation being better, my mental state being better, obviously my physical followed. Um, because like I said, for those who might see this, like I said, who who know me now, like I said, I was I, I'm now I'm in shape. Now I'm kind of diesel, but like I used to be like kind of plumb. And I've showed a couple pictures before the people, and they'd be like, bro, no way that was you. And I'm like, yeah, bro, like it, it was it was kind of different. And so being in DC and Baltimore, like out in this way, what's what's you what's really interesting, bro, is the women, like they're so used to I've I've realized that Southern hospitality is taking a different way up north. Because they're so not used to niceties like that, that they feel like because you being kind to them and stuff like that, that you're trying to get something from them, that you're trying to get over on them. And it's like, no, nah, girl, keep that little coochie to yourself. I just thought you looked good today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's all it is, baby girl. Like, I don't want nothing from you. I just thought you looked good today. I'm just, I'm just genuinely expressing that. That's all that is. <laughs> so dealing with women out here, being on my P's and Q's out here, like, I had, I, I, the chicks tell me all the time, like, Oh, like I was like one girl I was talking about talking to one time. She was like, "Hey, you know, I almost didn't want to talk to you, or I almost didn't like want to come up to you and like bother you type shit." And I was like, "Why not? What's up? Like, why, why, why not?" And she was like, "Cause every time I see you, you look like you be on a mission." And I'd be like, "I do," and I'm I'm glad you noticed that. So it's like you know that's why I was giving the advice I gave earlier, like fellas, like you. It's more important for you to figure out what your what your thing is, what you're on. And so that she could figure out if that's cool for her or not. Because one thing I've learned is if you get on certain stuff and you focus on what you need to focus on, whatever form that takes for you, there's somebody out there who what you're doing right there in that moment, it works for her. You ain't right. got to do nothing more. You ain't got to do nothing less. She likes you right there as you are in that moment. So if you're an anime guy and you like watching anime and you like reading, reading manga, bro, do that. Do that. That's your role. That's your position. Do that. You know, like I, that's something else I just put on my story. Play your position and know your role. That's that. These are things I had to pick up in Vegas, and it, I'm applying it now here. For example, there's been some chicks. I'm just keeping it funky with y'all. <laughs> Who might have had a boyfriend? They might not have had a boyfriend. I don't really know because I don't really ask those questions. But if I was the at school guy, I was the at school guy. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stepping out my boundaries, and that works for me. Yeah, I've really figured out how to be on my own on my own path. Like I said, the gym, jujitsu, reading, um, 
all of those things are things that are part of my take, taking care of self. Yeah, a part of my routine, a part of my thing that I do. We owe it and, to ourselves. Yeah, and so it's like the reason why I have to do these things is because, like I said, it works for me and it and it makes me who I am and it put propels me from day to day. So with 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 um with that, when you find your routine, like I say, it just makes it so much easier because a girl can see where she can fit in or not. But like I said, the thing about it is, fellas, there's so many women out here, bro. I'm telling you, if you just do what you need to do, the ones that want to rock with you are gonna come and put their stuff in your path. Like, so it's like say when you just on your P's and Q's and you take care of yourself, bro. Like the women that 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 are gonna be positive and are gonna be a good part of your life, like I said, they'll come and make themselves known and it'll be copacetic. But you ain't gotta keep adjusting or changing what you're doing to yeah, trust trust the process. Know that it is a long road. Know that there's gonna be some some potholes that you're not expecting. But yeah. it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. And be patient. You can be patient in the early going. Pace yourself. You know what I mean? It's, it's hot out here. We don't want you to catch a heat stroke. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's plenty, it's, it's, especially for younger men. Like the world will try to tell you that doing certain things is, is not the right thing to do right now. Like we're in an interesting space where, like, so you'll see what I'm saying if you see the Barbie movie, bro. But the Barbie movie kind of, it, it, it kind of, it was a great snapshot of kind of where we are as far as the dynamics between women and men. I don't, they say it's a gender war. But I don't believe in the, in the term gender war because I'm not against women and women I don't think are against me. I think it's just that we are two different type of human beings and we have different biologies and things like that and different um, makeups and different things that are causing us to see things differently. You know, like say women, for example, have a stronger sense of smell than men. That's just a fact. That's why cologne funk whatever it, it stands out more to them they can see more colors than we can that's no, why hey, hey women 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 are women are an incredible species they they're, they're different from men most men if we they're work just, out for they're six different. months we're gonna be jacked if most girls work out for six months you you you, you just might not be able to tell why because they don't produce as much testosterone as men yeah, they're it's just gonna be, it's gonna be toned and different it's gonna be shown differently yeah i see it like this so one plus one equals two Three plus one, or no, one plus one equals two, right? But two plus zero also equals two. Like those equations equal the same thing, but those equations are not the same though. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the result that you get is the same, but like I say, we just have different makeups. Like I say, yin and yang are the same thing. The only thing that's different between yin and yang is the inverse of the colors. So, you know, but I, they always talk about women don't need men and uh, men don't need women. I don't believe that the creator makes mistakes. And I think that everything's here for a reason. And if you look at the universe, like there's duality to it. So that, like there's sun and moon, day and night, water and fire, earth and wind, black and white. You know what I'm saying? Positive right. and negative, left and right, up and down. Also, so, also in the sense of you can think you can take it literally or you can take it metaphorically. And look at it as a story, but one way or another, it, it's hand in hand. I just ended the pod with saying the same thing. It, it, yeah. It's all works, you know, it, it, there, the there's a system. Like we don't got to question it, man, because right. You tell yeah. me which one is accurate. Neither one of us were there. Right. And we're bound. Like I said, the thing about it is we're bound. Like, and I, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, I do think that men have to implement a certain amount of discipline when it comes to the women folk and same thing for women to men. But like we can't ignore each other and we definitely need each other because we're drawn to each other. Like I said, right. we're drawn to look at each other. We're drawn to 
want to talk to each other. We're drawn to want to interact in different ways. We're drawn to want to have sex. We're like we're human beings, you know. So I don't know. I I, well, I, I, I just, I'm a fan of the, the of things coming more together. Like, yes, you're on yeah. your side. Yes, you're on your side, and you're right, and I'm right. But where's the common ground? Where can we have a connection to where we're on the where we're on the same yeah. same page? And moral same, of the story, man. Chapter. Treat people kindly. Treat people with respect. If you put that out there, you're gonna sleep better at night, and you're gonna notice it more, and re and re reciprocate it. And you know, in your dealings with folks, everyone ain't gonna be till death do us part. <laughs> yeah, uh, me and Daryl. Like that don't mean time. that you can't. Man. So, so, so that's that's why we tell y'all this because listen, hey, me, me and Daryl, we, we cool in those departments. Trust me on that one. Trust me. Man. That's why you don't see me and Daryl talking talking nothing about the women folks. We good. They like us. We like them. Yeah. No, nah, man. This is, this is this is outward. Our, our conversation uh, yeah, on, just, on the landscape because you know men catch a lot bro men catch men catch it all day left and right strays watch yeah. your head and we just like to you know have some conversations to be like we ain't that bad we be trying you know what I yeah because you know because you know the thing, the thing i was talking i was i was actually to one of the ogs at, at conclave about this he was saying you know when a guy cheats if he cheats if a guy oh, cheats what'll happen when a guy gets caught is the guy will throw his hands up and go, you know what? I, I'm my bad. Sorry. I, 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 you know, I don't love this chick. You know what I'm saying? I, my, my lust got the best of me, <laughs> whatever. You know, like what, what kind of, okay. Once we get caught, it's like, all right, shit, we caught like, all right, like I gotta, you know, we, 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 we kind of, you know, admit when we were wrong, but like say he, it was so funny because we all bust out laughing, but he was like, but if your girl cheats, if the girl cheats on you, when you approach her about it, rather her than just saying, oh, my bad, woo, woo, woo. She pointing the finger at you, but somehow it's your fault. And it's like, ah, oh, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of true sometimes, or whatever, so. Hey, I'm yeah, out. It's a, I'm out. I'm out. Coach, let me get a start. Yeah, I'll it's like, oh, well, you was at work. Oh, uh, da, 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 da. So that's, <laughs> and I was lonely. It's like, I was at work for you. I was at work for me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, we, it's we go. We gonna get out of here, man. That was, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I, Hey, I ain't gonna I'm, I ain't gonna talk about women's business. <laughs> I'm gonna stay out of women's business. Yeah, it was pretty funny. He said that and it was pretty it was, it was pretty funny. But like I said, he was saying that just to highlight how, like I said, women, we just have a difference between them and how we see things and how we view things and how we feel about certain things. And it's just like I, said, I, I just want to see more common ground get made on that. Like whenever I hear a woman say something about, you know, a man or whatever the case may be, my my one thing is I always cape for guys say, you know what, hey, you know what, we do do that. Like, yeah, that's us. But how are we going to move about it? You know, how are we going to get to the to the, to the solution? We see the problem. Okay, you feel like guys aren't this, that, the third thing. Okay, or you whatever it is they say or whatever it is that we say. And it's cool for us to feel that way. But what are we going to do about it to get closer to the middle? Because at the end of the day, like, I don't think we have the luxury. We were talking about political stuff. We are talking about Florida. We are talking about, you know, how... Um, all these kind of crazy issues are approaching and are coming up in the world. And I think that we got to make sure that we're on the same team and we are on our civil rights tip, so to speak, as far as how united we are so that we, as a community, as a people, as a people, right. As families, as are, communities are on one accord because yeah, it's, 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 it's wrenches being thrown in, into it. 
right or even if we do that yeah let's stand let's stand let's stand together still like, let's keep it let's keep it over here like we're gonna talk off screen we're gonna talk over here and then when it, and then we come into public it's like we on one accord you know what i'm By saying means, yeah and black it's people black people know how to act when we have other when we outside right like with the frat like say that we just had a bad chapter meeting or we just had beef when we was at the at the apartment or whatever going over it when we show up to the source house when we show up to the community service we not gonna act like it's not a thing, but we're gonna present ourselves and be on the same team with our brother in public. You know what I mean? Right. We like, got something. We're not gonna air our brother out in public. We're not gonna air our bro out. We gonna blue room it. You know we're gonna mean? keep. We're gonna keep it in the house. Yeah, we are gonna blue room it. Like I said, we not gonna. We ain't gonna have our bro out here. Oh, arguing with our bro. In no, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. You know. Hey, but that's right, what I, we, we know better. Y'all, we all know better. We know yeah. better. Sometimes you gotta do better. Where, where can where can the folks find you, Kendall, man? So that way, because this my brother does this on on the daily. He he, he yeah, don't have, he don't have an off switch. <laughs> I told. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they they say that they say that overthinking. You know, some people overthink, and I I have a saying that you know, I don't think I'm overthinking. I just don't think that y'all are thinking enough sometimes, and so. Yeah, I, I I be spitting, man. Whenever stuff comes to me, I just I just kind of put it out there because I I want people to to circulate their ideas and all that good stuff. But man, I'm Both on Instagram. Things. If you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, my Instagram is four zero four Kindle, K E N D A L L. That's four zero four K E N D A L L. Um, and that's really the only social media that I got nowadays. I'm not on Twitter. Ladies anymore. listening, hey, you got that, ladies? Did you get you got your pen and paper? You, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna see if I can get the QR code in the bio to, <laughs> to my to my boy's uh bachelor uh, profile. I'm just playing. because <laughs> uh, you might be able to sandwich off me, ladies. <laughs> season one of the Black Bachelor um is is now accepting applications. <laughs> submit uh, submit your highlight reels and uh casting calls will be posted at a later date. That's hilarious, man. Like we said, top of the AM, man. You get to it today, bro. Uh, good, good to hear you. Good to hear you out on an, on an extended level and and tap in and know that you on the front line where you at. And uh, yeah, man. And we conquering out here. Sea. I'm in the middle of the ocean on my Drake shit. <laughs> middle of the ocean. Hey, hey what do you say? I'm in the studio room in the Biblios. <laughs> hey, if you know, you know. Shout out to Drake. the Sony room. Hey, the boat, uh, the boat's rocking back and forth uh, on some, some illegal shit. Yo, <laughs> check us out. Ah, hey, good to talk to you, bro. Good to talk to you, man. We gotta do it again. Oh, we will. We will. Till next time. All right. By all means, since the summer world tour, man. We, we gonna keep rocking.